Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hi, welcome to G2 Hardcore, and yes, we're doing two weeks of comics. Um, and we got some movie news, and, but first I want to say hi to Tej. Hey, Tej. Hi, Holly. Hi, everybody from a very, very hot South Africa. <laughs> we have Seta Asset in the chat room. Hello. Hello. New person. Hello. Yeah. Um. Okay, so, oh gosh, there's so many comics. Uh, but mm. first, let's talk movie news. Yes, let's talk movie news. Um, so firstly, uh, the the guy who basically, um, you remember that 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 break point of what he saw um, in the Zack Snyder cut? You know, he saw Dark Side. He saw. Uh, they explained that uh, the mother box has uh, Steppenwolf's mother right. essence in the it. And all. Put, so like, he... the, the 22 points of things that were missing. Yeah. So okay. he came out and he's like fed up, right? So he has been to the Wonder Woman, um, you know, the press screening thing that they had like this for Justice League. Right. Uh He's been to the BVS one. He's seen a, a six-hour version of BVS. Yes, well, we um, knew that because Zach said... We knew that existed. Took... Yeah. Yeah. And he's also seen... Uh, Man of Steel, he said, is the truest to to what what was Zach's vision. He's right, been, because... Like... Yeah, no one played... About... <laughs> yeah. Offense. Yeah. He's like, leave him alone. Yeah, he's like, no, no, we need to go and film in Iceland. Why? Because. <laughs> and it's cheaper. You know, it's cheaper. Okay. Yeah. And so basically, he came out and he said, Man of Steel basically left out uh, 10% of, like, what was, what on the editing floor is 10%. Right. 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 Which in context of, of movie, he said, is not much. No, right? but way, yeah, that's, that's a low number. That is, exactly, he said that the truest vision we've seen of Zack Snyder's DCEU is Man of Steel. Right. Right? Yeah. Uh, he also talked about Suicide Squad. He said Suicide Squad was chopped and changed. He said even the extended edition is butchered right. compared to what he saw, right? And he said definitely when you watch Suicide Squad, it is the stepping stone. It's it's not a stepping stone. It's what he says. It's the trampoline to help kickstart Legion of Doom, to help kickstart uh, a hush. Yeah, to help kickstart a hush storyline. He said oh, that's what it was Yeah, alone. yeah, yeah. And and he said like example, you know, Killer Croc appears in Hush. Harley Joker appear in Hush. Right. You know all those sorts of things. Right. And so he said, that's what it was. It was a trampoline movie that they needed to get out. Um, 
But even this version that we saw was a butchered version because I as think the director out, even said that too, didn't he? The director said, you know, he came out and, and he said, uh, well, while I was doing reshoots, Kevin Suchahara got a music video oh, right. director to go and edit my movie. He's and he didn't cool. find out. Yeah, and David Ayer, who directed Suicide Squad, didn't find out about this until he saw the movie. Oh, like literally, yeah, like literally two weeks before the release. You can't do anything, right? Right. And and so he, that's how he found out. So that's Suchihara's um, strike one. That is, strike one is BVS. No, right? no, 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 no. Uh-uh. If he screwed up Suicide Squad, that came out that came before. Out after after BVS. Okay, came out then, before okay, Wonder so, Woman. Yeah. All yeah. right. Yeah, so, so strike one was BVS. BVS. Uh, apparently, from the, um, what you call it, theatrical version, he said about 50% of the movie is left on the cutting room floor. He said from the BVS? extended edition, uh, yes. oh yeah, he said from the uh, ultimate edition, it's more along the lines of 40 to 30% that's left on the cutting room floor. Just still not right too much, right? right. Uh, he said, but there were six hours too, correct? There was there were six hours. It was more intensive. Uh, Clark Kent investigating. Oh, good. Lois Lane investigating. Right. Um. It there was more um, Batman and Alfred, like establishing that you know Alfred is trying to guide him on the correct path. He doesn't, you know, want to go there. There's more uh, Diana and Bruce banter because obviously it was Zack Snyder's plan for these two to be comrades when they go to form the Justice League. There's right. got to be some sort of connection and friendship, right? Yeah, right. And so that's what was, it was more character moments. That It wasn't story moments, for example, that were left on the cutting But floor. the thing so, about it is, is that that leads to the next story. Exactly. Now, that's where it, that's where Justice League trips and falls, stumbles on its face, <laughs> you know, because, I mean, no, Justice League, it, when the race started, the, the gun is fired in the air, it literally trips and falls at the starting line and yeah, falls yeah. on its face. Yeah. So, it, well, it, yeah. yeah. Let me just add <laughs> this. Okay, so Suchihara and Brett Ratner are like mm-hmm. buds, right? And Ratner's been outed yeah, yep. as a sexual abuser or whatever. Um, in fact, Ratner's production company was on Justice League, and I believe he is going to be on Wonder Woman as well. Yeah, Brett Pack. Yeah, Brett Pack. Okay. Yeah. But then he's not going to be on any other ones. Uh, so Ratner, I think, at one point wanted to do a Superman movie. And I have a feeling, you know, it being, you know, Holly Weird and the Boys Club and all that, that as soon as BBS came out, you know, they film, started to film Justice League, what, two weeks after BBS came out? Yeah, three, yeah. Yeah, and so they decided, oh, well, we'll just sabotage Snyder. You know? Yep. 
That's didn't work out. Well, there's the thing about it is, is that you know, it's it's just all politics, and you know, Warner Brothers is going to lose money because Suchihara. Okay, go ahead and say what. Yeah, go ahead, continue. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, no, it's fine because I completely agree with you. What Suchihara and Ratna and everybody behind the scenes mm-hmm. was doing to try and get Zack Snyder out. Because I don't think Zack Snyder's part of that boycott, right? No, he's not. He's the he's the weirdo, right? But we know he's the good guy that's fighting the lone battle. He's a good but guy. That's what makes him a weirdo because they're all pervs. Exactly. And I think that's why Zack gets Superman so well. Because Superman's the lone guy who inspires other people to do good. Right. And Really, what is happening is karmatic justice in its entirety. Because what they did to Zach, the world knows. Oh, yeah. I find it very ironic that Justice League opens with the song, Everybody Knows. Well, Um, according to Whedon, he's the one that put that in there. And he's bullshitting everybody because, yeah. No, people came out and were like, no, he he wasn't the one that put it in there. <laughs> so, I mean, anyway. He's a freaking liar, so. Yeah. So, anyway. Um, so, Suicide Squad, right, BDS chopped and changed and completely butchered, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Suicide Squad, completely butchered, right? Right. Because Wonder Woman would have. Yeah, yeah. Wonder Woman would have been butchered. Right. But. What I heard is that Patty Jenkins, because she's uh, done a uh, Oscar sort of, not, uh, you know, winning, you know, she led an actress to an Oscar win, and because she has some sort of pull or she just doesn't take any bullshit, right. she edited the movie herself mm-hmm. with the help of her editors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And And so what happens was she basically just closed the door and told them, get out. And yeah. that's how scenes like No Man's Land stayed right. in. Right. But there was there was small sabotage done. Like for example, the end scene was rewritten oh, yeah. by um Jeff Johns. Jeff Johns. The original scene, this guy comes out and he says the original scene said Wonder Woman when she's confronting Ares finally and has discovered the roots of her powers being that of Zeus. Wonder Woman quotes it's not what you deserve, it's what you believe. And I believe in mankind. They right. butchered that and they changed it to it's not about what you deserve, it's what, what you believe, and I believe in love. Which doesn't and make any sense that, whatsoever. Exactly. And I said that was the biggest problem I had with one movie is that it went so corny at the end, you know somebody else wrote that scene. And I came out, as as soon as I came out from the first viewing of Wonder Woman, you know, after the emotions settled down and you're like, this is such an awesome movie, you know, it it kept Zack Snyder's feel and tone. Um, it didn't make it a Marvel movie, which is what I was the most frightened of. Uh-huh. Um, you just had to wait for Justice League. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, was, I was frightened because Petty Jenkins kept talking about Superman 1978. And 1978 Superman, although being iconic, 
and I hold it in great respect and great regard, when you watch it today, it's corny. Well, right? it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't stand up to time. It doesn't well, age well. Well, I mean, okay. I mean, Rebel Without a Cause is like one of the greatest films. James Dean, you know, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. You watch it now yeah, and you're yeah. like, geez, that sucks. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. I think what Patty was going for, and, I, and she very much accomplished it, is that Superman the movie was the very first live-action Superman movie. Mm. Uh, I mean, a full movie, not a serial, because they previously they had the serials. And they had a couple yes. of movies with the George Reeves television show. But this was like yes. the movie. That's why they have the movie in the title. Yes. And... You know, this was, you know, the the selling point was you, you'll believe a man could fly. So basically, Wonder Woman, I, and I thought Patty did a fantastic job. She accomplished everything that anybody, people for decades, and we're talking eight decades, uh, mm-hmm. wanted, you know, for a Wonder Woman movie, she accomplished that in spades. And I think it's just a yes. you know, comparison of this was a, huge moment for the character to be in her own yes. feature length film, live action film. Yeah. Yeah. No, but when you originally heard all the interviews, you were like, well, is she going to go funny? You know, because we don't yeah. know who Patty Jenkins is. We've never right, watched the right, movie right, of her. Right, right. And, and we, there was that concern. So when you walk out, you're like, no, nah, this movie is, you know, phenomenal. It's epic. It, it it accomplished what it needed to accomplish. I care. And I has, compared it to yeah. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, oh, it's like Raid, yeah. It's like Raiders of the Lost Ark. Me, actually, you know, it's just Wonder Woman. It 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 needs to be just compared by its own. I think it it's a movie that well, can compare others. It gave so. me the same feel because you know we didn't know Indiana Jones from whatever, but that was his first film, and it established the character. So, and yeah. it was yeah. very adventurous well, and very, you know. Yeah. yeah, I get that. I completely get that, yeah. Um, but but what I'm saying is, what she did, hats off, but I, I called out that movie for that last line. I was like, right. that's cheesy as, as you know, right. that's so as cheesy it as you get. Shish kebab. Uh, yeah, I was Katie like, Houston. Yeah, I was so not that wrong. But because because Wonder Woman, okay, Wonder Woman the movie follows the exact same thread as Man of Steel, in my opinion. It makes the same. The hero makes the same mistakes. Uh, it, it, or if you want to call it that, the hero does the same sort of thing, right? Uh, and she kills two people. She died. She kills fake. Well, she kills and then she kills one person yeah, kills and a god. Yeah, okay. She, she killed two two people, but uh she killed two beings. There you go. Two characters. Uh, she killed them. Yeah, she killed him. She killed him. She killed him. Uh but people I was like, Oh, people are gonna let her get away with this because she's talking about the crap about love, right? And well, I can understand. I can understand if she said I believe in mankind it would have been, you know, uh, uh like a dark statement instead of I Oh see I don't think it's like, a dark statement. I think it's more. Neither do I. Because neither do I. She's t- talking to Ares, who's the the god that killed all the other gods, right? Yep. And she's mm-hmm. basically telling him, "I believe in mankind." 
Okay. Yep. I, I it's like it's like Clark. He believes in humanity. He believes, you know Exactly. And I don't yep. know why they just didn't leave it at that and then she could say something about love, you know, thinking about Steve or something. The reason why I think they left they didn't leave that line in because it would have been too much like Man of Steel. Man of Steel has that line where he says, Krypton had its chance, right? Who is he's basically picking humanity, right? He's telling Zod, No, I've picked my side and you're not it. See, I and I think they got nervous and they said it, it because it was a Zack Snyder written line, they said it's going to Man of Steel. Even though we don't believe it, right? We no, don't that's, think it. that's Wonder Woman's character. I'm thinking it's the executive. I'm talking about these idiots, these idiots that sit on the board, right? Well, and that's why they called in Jeff Johns and they told him, what do you think? And he said, I'll put in love there. Let's strike up mankind and say, I believe in love. And I said... This is after Shishish Kebab's dead Houston, and she's like, hey, hey, I stopped the war. And we're like, uh, no. Nope. There's even a meme about that. There's a, there's a meme where they have the end of Superman, Man of Steel, yeah. where he snaps, uh, it, it says, snap Zod ne- uh, snaps Zod's neck, breaks down emotionally. Mm-hmm. And then they have Wonder Woman, right? And she's like, LOL, time to go kill Ares. <laughs> kebab <laughs> like that that's basically the movie you know and it's fun it's it's we can take the mickey out of the movie because we actually appreciate it um well but i'm just saying the mankind line would have been stayed. for me it should have stayed um it should have stayed because i i laughed when for my second viewing after after i watched it down like <laughs> you just just about to tell that to yeah, me. that kind of bothers me. I'm like, well, that dude, even though he's an asshole, he's still part of mankind. Exactly. You, know? you believe in Danny love. Houston. Yeah. <laughs> tell that Danny Houston, I believe in love, man. <laughs> you know? But anyway, uh, I believe that line should have stayed. But let's continue. Let's continue. So there was a bit of picking and prodding at Wonder Woman that got changed around and stuff, but not drastically because Patty Jenkins obviously told them F off, right? Um He put a pilot and, door on the editing room. They couldn't get in. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure she lost it and she like she, you know like the cotton used to swallow the key. <laughs> Just yeah. like bye. And so anyway, uh Justice League we all know got butchered. Uh like yeah. It, it didn't even get butchered. It got minced meat and then eaten up and regurgitated. That That's what Justice League is. It's, it's a big pile of spew uh, because that's how I... I mean, I've seen fan editing where people have gone above and beyond, taken music, taken um, Amy Adams saying, uh, I miss you in another movie and and adding it in because they look read what she said, and that's what she was supposed to say, not you smell nice. And oh, you, you know, mean to tell I, me, because an actress said, I miss you in another film, that Amy Adams couldn't say it in Justice League. 
no, no, no. What I'm saying is they took that voiceover and they put it in the Justice League footage to, to show people how it would sound. And so that, oh. that's like what I'm saying. Is the fan okay. editing? Okay, you start. So, so I'll be in took yeah. it and, and then because somebody lip-read it and said, she told Clark, I missed you. And so they took yes. it from the other film to show us what it would be like. What it would be like, okay, but I can't gotcha. find the video anymore. Okay, you yeah, kind of scared me. I'm anymore. like, wait a minute. That's quite no, a little no, no. crazy. Well, no, no. What I'm saying is people, the fans have gone about editing where they're like, like really re-editing this entire movie, basically. Oh, yeah. And, you know, they're taking Hans Zimmer's music and they're adding it into the movie. And one person is creating a website so we can go and view all of this. And, you know, uh, they're going to be editing videos and stuff. It's, it's like hectic. But what I'm saying is the fans did a better job yeah. at making Justice League than Warner Brothers. Yes. So yes. it's, yeah, yeah. Jimmy and I all talked I about this because... You know, I was sending you guys those video clips of, you know, fans who, I mean, these guys, I mean, I don't know if that's their calling or their professionals or what, but they did a fantastic job. Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting there going, whoa. And, you know, they got the one person. Yeah, the one person who did an edit that I saw, I know it's not their profession, it's their hobby. They did this because they love Zack Snyder so much. Right. Uh, this guy is uh, an engineer or something, you know, oh, okay. uh, like, a, like a civil engineer. He goes out and builds stuff. But he spends his time editing these clips with, with the, the Hans Zimmer music and stuff because he just loves Zack Snyder. And he said, you know, people have, have called out this movie. And what I am actually very happy about is the biggest news that we've come uh, across this, this two weeks is Ben Affleck's um, stunt double. Yeah. Came out uh, because a bunch of fans, so it was his girl's birthday. She's a huge DCEU fan. And so she got a bunch of her friends together and they said, you know, what do you want for your birthday? And she says, the only thing I want for my birthday is the Zack Snyder cut <laughs> of Justice League. That's it. And That's so they said, yeah. And so, and so they said, we can't get you that, but we're taking you to, well, we're going to go with you to Warner Brothers HQ and we're going to, Make this banner, right, that says hashtag release the Snyder Cut, right? And we're going to get a bunch of cosplayers together. Right. And what we're going to do is we're going to peacefully go to Warner Brothers at the HQ and take a picture. And that that's what they did, to just to create awareness, right? Right. right. And so through nope. the social media... Vine, um, Ben Affleck's stunt double saw this this picture, and he was so touched and he was so moved. He reposted it, right? And he also sent a message to the the organizer of this event, and he said, you know, 
extremely touched by the blah, blah, blah. Tell people not to give up hope and not to stop fighting, basically, because the Zack Snyder cut exists. Right. And you can, you can repost this message that I'm saying and send it on, put it on social media. Tell everybody, spread the word. So I'm spreading the word. I'm like, this, this thing exists. You know, uh, here we have, if you didn't believe Zack Snyder's son, who, who said, no, this ain't my dad's movie, <laughs> you know, if you don't believe him, there's another person. If you didn't believe the sound editor, if you didn't believe everybody else. That the one that's a cinematographer. And then there was two people at the Kevin Smith show who saw that yeah. cut. Yeah, and the guy who posted it on his webpage. Uh, right. Yeah, if, if, if you don't believe all these people, here is the stunt double, right, who was there for every single day of shooting probably because he's Ben Affleck's stunt double, right? Right. He's worked on 300. And he, he is saying there is a Zack Snyder cut. They have seen it. And apparently, uh, from what I've heard, is that the cast, was going to boycott this movie. Who was? Until the the cast, the main oh, the cast, cast, Justice League. Right. Yeah, the main Justice League cast was going to boycott this movie until <laughs> Warner Brothers pulled contracts on them. Oh, well, there you go. And said, yeah, and said, you can't. You have to positively promote this movie. And, yeah. That's why um, for Comic-Con, the only sort of protest that uh, the guy who plays Cyborg could do, Ray Fisher, yeah, Ray Fisher. was where it was where his "I love Zack Snyder" shirt. Right. And that was sort of a secret hint at what was going on. Right. We didn't know the significance, complete significance of it when we saw it. Mhm. Yeah. But now we do. Everybody. So. Okay, so there were 13 people in the picture yeah. and a lot of trolls on Twitter, etc. So only 13 people shut up? Well, 14, obviously, because you had to have somebody take the picture. So how many Adult. actually showed up? Because she announced it, and like two or three days later, it, it happened. Yeah, two, two or three days before it happened, she announced that they're going to do the thing. Because right. originally it was going to just be her and her friends, right? Right. But then they decided, we'll, we'll tell some people because she's on YouTube, she's got a following, all that sort of thing. Right. Uh, a, she said about 50 people actually showed up. Awesome! But, yeah. But some of them obviously wore, like, F Marvel shirts and things like that. So they and weren't allowed warned before the- that that they were not going to have any of that. Exactly. She did. But, of course, you know, you must go and get the, the, those people. You must go and get some of those people. Uh, well, some I figured, of the people yeah, we'll show up and they'll take our picture anyway, but no. Yeah. yeah. Some of the people didn't want to be in the photograph because right. of, they, she said it's going to be on social media, so some people, you know, don't want their picture on, like me, I don't put my picture on social yeah, media. Yeah, I don't either. So. Uh, but she, uh, but they showed up in support. Because they marched, well, not marched, they walked, because it was, she wants this to be known, it wasn't a protest. Right. It was to inform Warner Brothers 
what they want. There were people. All it was, it was, yeah. All it was, it was a girl on her birthday who showed Warner Brothers what she wants for her birthday. Well, and other people as well. There is, and a, other people yeah. as well. Yeah. And to support the position yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. And she said it was very peaceful. All they did was take photographs and open the banner. And she said Warner Brothers knew about it because um, people saw, right? Right. Uh, they, they, they bought tickets. They went inside the actual lot. And, yeah, they just t- informed people of what they wanted, what the people want. Yeah. Right. Um, so Suchiharo's first strike was Batman versus Superman. Second strike mm-hmm. was Suicide Squad. Third strike, he's out. But he's not. Yep. So. I mean, I would, I would take him out. I don't know who, who he has dirt on. Yeah, really. That he's still, that he's still there. Right. This is Hollywood, so I'm gonna say it's, it's that. It's that he's blackmailing somebody. Oh yeah. Um, because there is no way that this movie should have bombed this badly and it did. Right. And there's one person to blame for that. Whoever brought in we did and whoever and changed all the yeah, whoever changed and... all the stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Um I heard a rumor and I hope this rumor is true. Okay. That um in order for Kevin Suchahara to get his bonus that he so badly wanted, that he denied Zack Snyder the time to take off to recover from his traumatic family tragedy right. and and to come back and do Justice League at a later stage because fans were like, we'll wait for you, man. Yeah. We don't, you know, we were like, we'll wait. You know, we waited this long for Justice League. We can wait another year. Right. And people put it on uh, Zach that he said, no, he doesn't want it delayed. He wants it made. He wants the fans to see it, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but it's come out that it was not Zack Snyder's wish to have Joss Whedon anywhere near this movie. <laughs> and, yeah, which is a lie that the Warner Brothers told us. Oh, Zack picked uh, yeah. Joss Whedon to finish the film. And, oh, it's just some reshoots. He's not going to change anything. There's no additional characters. No, because you cut everybody out. Yeah, yeah, really. You like cut out like every emotional character beat was cut out. Mostly women. Mostly women, yes. Mostly women and women of color and people of color. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so anyway, um, I heard a rumor that Kevin Suchahara will not be getting this bonus that he tried so desperately to get. I'm crying. Yeah, well, laughter. <laughs> uh, because Justice League, in order for Kevin Suchahar and all those other executives to get their bonuses, uh, had to make $700 million minimum. <laughs> and it did not make that. It made six. It, I mean, it's still showing in a few theaters. Like mine stopped showing it two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I don't think it's here anymore. Yeah, I've I've checked in South Africa. I think there's only literally one cinema showing Justice League, but it's going to be taken off before this this new uh, week starts. Right. So uh, that so that's why the blog we're saying, oh, it's going to make seven hundred million. And I'm it, like, you remember that magic number, seven hundred yeah. million? They kept saying, yeah. oh, it's going to make seven hundred million. You know. And I'm like, yeah. why would it make seven hundred million? It's mm-hmm. it like got shot in the head at the starting gate. Yeah. <laughs> Is a jockey gonna drag that horse around? What? <laughs> I don't know that poor jockey. <laughs> that jockey. The jockey died as well halfway through pulling the horse. <laughs> well, I would think so. Um, it it it's going to top off at um, maximum. Of six hundred and thirty-five million, six hundred forty million. Oh darn! Um, darn! <laughs> now, I wanted. Now, I, yeah. Now I'm not happy that I'm saying that the Justice League is making is is, right. is a colossal failure. I'm not happy failure. about it I'm, either, but I think it's funnier in hell. It is. It's it's um it's an oxymoron of feelings because I'm happy that it's doing badly so that. The people involved in in backstabbing Zack Snyder get get <coughs> due to them. Oh, excuse you. You okay? Sorry. Yeah, I'm okay. fine. Sorry. Um, I tried to right. cover the mic. No, no, but... it's fine. If you need to cough, you must cough. Don't apologize. Um, yeah, I'm I'm not happy that that you know I have to say yay Justice League is a flop. You know. Uh, oh no. But, yeah. Yeah. But I'm happy that the people involved are being called out on the bullshit. Nobody's saying it's Zack Snyder's fault. Everybody's saying it's Joss Whedon's fault. Everybody's saying it's Kevin Suchahara's fault. Or as I like to call him, Kevin Trashahara. Uh, yeah. But Warner Brothers still hasn't learned their lesson. No. Because they came out, Variety came out with this article. And so tell them what Suchahara said. His 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 <sighs> mandate. Listen, I'm not gonna read the whole thing because that Just quote read that one irked quote. me. Yeah. Yeah, that that quote irked me to to like I wanted to like strangle something. That's how angry I was. Um, he says, "Oh well, you know we've we know now that um, that let me let me find the exact quote because I didn't write it down." But I know I sent it to you, so it'll be easy to find. And I had read it a couple of days before that. I was like, because I had tweeted about and it. And I was like, like, seriously, now you're saying this shit? Yeah, yeah. I was like, uh, too little, too late, Mr. Suchahara. Um, he went through all these machinations yeah. to make sure that was his goal. And now he's like backtracking yeah. big time and saying, oh. <clears throat> no, that's not what we want to do. Well, we didn't want to do it in the yeah. first place. You're the one that did it. Exactly, exactly. I'm, I'm like, we know. We told you not to do this. Anyway, so, as Suchahara says, Warner Brothers needs to continue doing what it's always done, producing the biggest, most diverse slate in the business. Uh-huh. That's what makes us successful. We can't do what Disney's done. It's worked really, really well for them, but it's not who we are. 
we need to continue to create a balanced slate of all types of movies and all genres. Get the Jahara, go drink poison. Please. Okay, dude. Like, You're the one that hired something. me. Okay. You're the one that gave him carte blanche with Zach's stuff and then reshoot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. If you didn't want a Marvel movie, then why did you do that? And then if you didn't want a Marvel movie, Elfman, who uses yeah. all the uh, the Avengers music in it, but then yep. he goes, "Oh, well, I'm going to use the Batman movie, you know, that I did, you know, for Tim Burton." Those both of those haven't had an original idea since the nineties. Or 80s. Yeah, and, then he goes, and then he goes and ruins Wonder Woman's theme. Oh, my God. Don't even get me started on that. And we're talking but about... Diana knew... You, you know why Diana was so angry when she busted into that bank? Because when she busted through those doors, her, her electric cello was not blasting in the show. Like, what's happening? Why is this going on? What's wrong? Where's my theme? Yeah, the computer said, hi, I'm a Danny Elfman. She should have kicked his ass. Uh, okay. Anyway. So, also in the Variety article, they're doing some, you know, people are leaving, people are staying, people are being moved around. Um, Toby Emmerich, who was, I believe, head of New Line uh, Cinema Films, which is a part uh-huh. of Warner Brothers. Um Yep. He is now president of Warner Brothers Film Group or whatever. Um, no, just the DC films, I think. No, I thought. Was he going to do? I oh thought... no, no, no! There's the other guy. There's the other guy that's on um, DC films. Sorry. Right. Sorry. Yeah. Hammer. Yeah. What's his name? Hammer or something. That guy. Yeah, that guy. He's over the DC films. He also yeah. is from New Line. Yep, mm-hmm. and he basically, I think he did it and some other horror film. But the reason he is, did all those, he did all those horror films that uh, the director of Aquaman is, uh, did, uh, The Conjuring and um, right, Simon Wan, yeah. yeah. But the yeah. thing about New Line is, is they make movies on a small budget, and it the indie films, yeah, yeah. it. I think the budget was $35 million and then it, like, made 600 something It made more than Justice <laughs> League. <laughs> right. I so, a cough. <laughs> so, but I'm not reassured by that because Toby Emmerich was one of the ones who stated, reportedly stated, that the reason they didn't want to push back the release of Justice League was so they could get their bonuses. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that does not make me feel secure. I'm sorry. Okay, then they took the female, Sue Crawl, mm. who was head of marketing and stuff, and they basically gave her a pro- three-year producer deal. So she no longer yep. has that title. Two guys took her job. They split yep. her job up. But some people said it was because they didn't have Superman in the advertising initially. 
okay, I didn't have a problem with that. Uh, you know, nobody thought, had a problem with that. My, I didn't think we even stated as long as when they release the film, then they put him in the poster. And that's what they did. And that's what as they did. As, as, as soon as the movie dropped and they waited the weekend for people to go and watch it and to, to get, you know, to see Superman, uh, they released the the Alex Ross-inspired uh, Justice right. League poster right. where he's he's in full glory in the middle of the Justice League. Right. And it that is going to be... Either. No, yeah, he's, his face is fine, too, and his S is straight. And yeah, and it's got right. the full Kryptonian, you know, quote. They didn't cut it out because we didn't, didn't understand it was Kryptonian writing. Um, we didn't, didn't understand a lot of things. We didn't, didn't understand DC. Full stop. And uh, that's, that's need the to problem. Be back, that they, girl. Yeah, that's the problem. Is is that they brought somebody in who has been successful in a different category. Mm-hmm. Because he gets those heroes. Those heroes like can be assholes and stuff. It's okay. Right? Tony Stark needs to be a, a woman abuser and stuff like that. You know, the anti feminist who parades around as a feminist. Um do you right. who that is. Uh you know, Tony Stark can be that dude. But when you do that to Superman or to Batman or to Wonder right. Woman. Right. Then you got a problem. So they brought in a person who, you know, invented the baked cheesecake, right? But not everybody wants baked cheesecake when they go to a restaurant. Somebody, uh, it's ex- in other words, it's I don't want to see Wonder Woman's ass every time she has a shot. All right, I was gonna make it a bit more not so on the nose. <laughs> I'm just saying, a big cheesecake, people like it, right? People like it, people buy it, people eat it. I don't understand why. But when I go and I want, you know, maybe a chocolate cake or apple pie, you know, I don't want apple pie to be turned into into a smushed face. You know what I'm saying? And I don't want to see, you know, my chocolate cake parading around with buns out, you know, that sort of thing. It's a horrible explanation. But... What I'm saying is, you can't, not everything is a one-stop pony shop, right? Where you well, go in and you Whedon is you a one-stop pony, okay? He, he did he the is. same shit he did in Avengers he tried to bring into Justice League. Right, and the thing is, is DC Comics, the reason why it's different from, from Marvel is because it caters to a completely different target audience. I've learned that. That Not you cannot be a... Okay. DC Comics has been around for... Superman's been around for eight years this year, right? Yeah. 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 Long before freaking Avengers was invented, Spider-Man, Iron Man, whoever else. So, they're... they're lexicon has been in the universal consciousness for eight decades. Okay? People yep. on the mm-hmm. street know something about these characters, even though they've never read a comic in their life. Yeah. Yeah. Okay? You can't say that about the Avengers. 
You can't no. say that about, you know, Iron Man. I am Iron Man. Yeah. I mean, I would say, oh, you mean Ozzy Osbourne's song? You know, that would be it. <laughs> so, <laughs> but apparently, Suchahara, Whedon, let's hope not Emmerich, who who has the green light on all the new films, and guess who's got the stoplight? Suchahara. Mm, freaking Kevin Suchahara. I, he's got the green light. I've got the red light. So I, I shuddered. So they yeah, said. I shuddered when I saw that. So yeah. they said that oh well, Suchahara will no longer be involved in the day to day. And I went. Why would a CEO be involved in the day-to-day of a film? He's not yeah. the director. He's not a yeah. producer. He's not a producer. Yeah. Why? See, and this is the problem they've had with him, is that he wants to get in there and meddle around. And then, oh, well, it wasn't successful. Oh, we'll have to fire the female who did the marketing because, you know, oh, Superman wasn't in the posters. No, it was because you totally botched three films. Mm. If it wasn't for Christopher Nolan, Man of Steel would have been bad. Because Christopher Nolan basically held Warner Brothers at arm's length and said, you leave this guy alone, he's going to build you a universe that you can build on. But Justice League didn't build anything. Uh Uh-uh. And we knew that it was. You know, they they more or less demoted this woman, or maybe she just threw up her hands and said, hey, I'll just take a producer, because she has connections. She had connections with Nolan, Tom Cruise, Clint Eastwood. You know, she's, you know, that was her connection to, you know, bringing films to on the table. And the thing about mm-hmm. it is, is that it wasn't her marketing. Look at the trailers. Yeah, the trailers, the trailers had sold Zack the movie. Snyder's film in the trailers. I mean, when we saw Alfred talk to somebody and say, let's hope you're not too late, we're all going nuts, right? And then in the last trailer, we saw Clark in the cornfield. People became unglued. You know? Yep, I, I couldn't function. I, I literally said I sat in my room. I, my towel was here. I took it and I just started crying into it because that is how emotional we get about Superman. And well, it, but they can't blame her for the marketing because she had everything in the trailers that was supposed to be in the film. Mm-hmm. So I just think this is the boys' club again. It's the pervy boys' club, you know, whatever. Um, Seta Asset says in the chat room. Doesn't Sophia Stewart own Warner Brothers Studio due to her case against the Wachowski brothers? I don't know anything about that, but I'm going to research that. You know me. <laughs> What's that about? I have no, I, I have no idea. Oh, I'm writing this but down. But thank you for that information. Uh, we will we hit, definitely we will look at that, that for sure. And hi, we Jeff. will hit, we'll be hitting up yes. <laughs> We're going to research it. We do our research. Yep. Yes, we do. Um, and hi to guest number four. Hello, oh, guest number four. She is the mother of the Matrix. Oh. oh. 
Oh, hi. Oh, guest number four is Wendy. Hey, Wendy. Hi, Wendy, too. Okay, she is the mother of the Matrix. So Matrix was her baby, and the Wachowski brothers stole it? Maybe. Who knows? Hmm. Okay. There we go. Oh, I love gossip. Um, oh, <laughs> we got a yes. Interesting. Well, okay. okay. So I think that, um, you know, Suture Hard needs to go. Definitely. His contract I don't know who, March. Yeah, I don't know who he has dirt on. Um, I hope in March we get news that he's out. Right. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I. 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 I think Warner Brothers don't want the negative press because they still have you know a big movie coming out which in one? March. Tomb Raider, which is you know a female-led movie, so they don't want the 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 negative press that's been going around with the boys club, right? Right. And, and females, they don't want that. Uh, I think they're trying to keep quiet until his contract naturally is just brought up for, you know, expires, and they're like, well, we didn't want to renew it. Um, based on performances, we don't want to renew this movie. We don't want to renew, renew this guy. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, Kevin Suchihara has effed up. He almost effed up Harry Potter. The reason why Lord of the Rings was filmed in remote, rural, mountainous New Zealand was to get away from Kevin Suchihara, who at the time was not CEO, but he was in charge of, you know, uh, checking up on movies and things day to day, I guess, because <laughs> he likes that to go and check. And uh, the, the problem I think with Kevin Suchihara is that he's a meddler. He likes to meddle or he likes to micromanage things and he cannot do that in the entertainment space, in an art space. He needs to back off the artist. He's not the creator. Producing. He's not the creative. Exactly. He's not the creative team. And the, and the thing is, he he clearly, clearly, clearly does not understand his products, his, his fan bases, right? People are going to probably boycott the new Harry Potter movie coming out because there is a, a, a wife abuser who's in the title role, Johnny Depp. You know? Johnny Depp, who abused his wife, Amber Heard, uh, Heard uh, who plays Queen Mira. So that's going to be a little bit awkward, you know, on the Warner Brothers lot there. That's probably why they um, cut out some of her scenes in Justice League. They didn't want to offend Johnny. Probably. And, you know, um, the thing is, when they asked uh, Daniel Radcliffe, who played Harry Potter, what does he think about all of this? He said, you know, I equate it to what happened when I was on set. Um, there was a guy who played um, a, a minor character, right? in the movies, and he was caught in possession of pots and growing marijuana in his garden, which is illegal in the UK. And so they said, 
you know, uh, you're fired from this role and your role is being written out because he was a minor character. And that was that. Right. But the exact same thing happens to Johnny, right? right. On the set of a pirate's movie or, or one of his movies. I don't know which one. But because he's Johnny Depp, he gets away with it. Oh, yeah. And and now he's equating it to this situation, right? The the guy in question, once he was removed from the role, he was unemployed and he couldn't find work. And he eventually became a very dark person and was involved with the uh, London bombings in 2011, right? And so... That's a major thing, right? Johnny Depp has been accused. I just want to clarify this for people. In a court of law, he has been found guilty of abusing his wife. Right. There are photos, there are videos, evidence of what happened. His wife has refused to take any of the money from the settlement. She has instead donated it to charities for women who suffer from abuse. Right. So she clearly was not in this for monetary gains. She didn't cook this up as some people like to, you know, put it out there. Um, and the thing is, is Johnny Depp's not a good guy, okay? If you yeah. look at his history, he's if you look little, at his history... He's a little Satanist he's a, he's a piece of shit. Okay, that's what he is. He's a he's a piece of shit, but because he's Johnny Depp, he literally gets away with murder. Well, yeah. And literally, yeah. And the thing is, I will not stand for that. If Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers come out, oh, no, Johnny's a great guy, he deserves a second chance, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, no, no. This isn't his second chance. This is his, like... Umpteenth chance, you know. If a guy don't straighten out, I mean, he abused. I think it was Wayona Ryder when they were in a in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, she came out and and she said, you know, when when Amber went to court and everything, she was like, yeah, yeah, no, this is what happened with me, you know. And so, if if it's a repetitive cycle, the guy is a lousy piece of shit. Okay, sorry, there's no nice way to put it. Um, but they're supporting him because of his name. Well, yeah, which is because he wrong. makes them yeah. money. And right now, I don't think his name is gonna make him make them any money. Well, because yeah, if you look at the current state of Hollywood, people are uh, you know not taking crap from the the boys' club anymore. Well, supposedly. Oprah gets up there and gives her a little speech, but she knew about Weinstein for years. That's what I was thinking. I was like, she was sucking on his ear in a photo. Come on, give me a break. I was like, Oprah, come on. I love you, Oprah, but come on. Come on. You've been hugging up with Weinstein for years. I mean, she's been accused of pimping women for, for Harvey. Yeah. Yeah, I know. So, They're like, oh, yeah, she's going to be president. No, she's not. 
Listen, I don't. You can't give everybody a car, this. okay? Yeah, listen. There's a reason why Amy Adams wasn't at the Golden Globes. <laughs> there's a reason she she had she's she's done with the crap of Hollywood. Yeah. And uh, people try to people try to use her singing a song and saying it's protesting Trump. No, not protesting anything. She's just singing a song. Uh, but she just had enough with the crap of Hollywood, and she's freaking Amy Adams. She don't need no stinking anything, okay? Right. Um, she, she's made her name. Right? She's one of the highest paid actresses currently. She she can demand equal money to Ben Affleck. So Yeah, but that doesn't impress go. Joss Whedon any. No, no, she's thirsty. Joss Whedon, man, yeah, she's thirsty, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he takes, and then oh yeah, Joss Whedon almost got blocked by me the other day because he's like, day to day feminist, uh, you know, uh, oh, sexism. That. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was like, and what about what you did? Pot calling the kettle black much? Yeah, really. People thought I was being racist. People thought I was being racist when I said pot calling the kettle black, and I'm like, hey, it's an idiot. <laughs> it's an it is it's called being a hypocrite. <laughs> Hey, guess what color I am? Yeah. Guess what color I am? I'm a little brown girl from Africa. Yeah. Shut up. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> so, um, but anyway. That I said, yeah, has um, sent me links about the Sophia Stewart, uh, Wachowski brothers and the Matrix stuff. So I'm going to be, look, I'll send those to you as well. And, um. Uh, We'll look through that. Yeah, no, and listen, the boys club needs to shoo-shoo away from DC Comics films. Uh, Jeff Johns, stand the F up. Grow a couple of balls while yeah. you're at it. Yeah, okay, Jeff, what are you doing? Nothing. I, I, the guy must not like conflict. He doesn't like confrontation. I mean, look at the new 52. Yeah, I mean, how long did he take that abuse? Yeah, and look what they did to Superman, and he left the book. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I, I'm, I'm hundred percent on you with that because the New Fifty Two, he has the gall to tell Dan Jurgen, "This is going south, Dan. Let you and I come up with a contingency plan. We'll call it convergence." And you know, when all this shit hits the fan and it all goes south. Will rescue them. I think he just likes to rescue people. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what he it likes to him. be the cleanup crew. But you know what, Jeff? Prevention. Mm. Nip it in it the bud so. before it grows into a mess. Mm. Yeah. Okay. You know they can give him all the t- fancy titles or everything, but he's not impressing me any. Nope. He's not. So, um. Oops, sorry. Yeah. Um. Okay. What am I doing? Um. My I'm dog do, is tapping I'm, on my window. I'm trying to do six things at once here. Okay. Um. Okay. Um. Set as set assets. Uh. Sent me links. He said. Uh. He or she. Sorry. Uh. Let me see if I can. I gotta type something. Hold on. Um. Okay, so let's go back to um, I've read blogger, you know, I've seen videos where people are like, 
There is no Zack Snyder cut. It most it could be an assembly cut, and that is far from a final version. Do they know for a fact that it is an assembly cut? They're just surmising from their so-called expertise that it was, you know, it wasn't a final cut. Where all these people who actually worked on the film, like the cinematographer, the sound guy, you know, the, you know, yep. and other people. Say yes. The director of photography. Not to mention, Warner Brothers themselves admitted we watched the Zack Snyder cut and it was unwatchable. Yep. Okay. So there is a cut. It's probably more of an assembly cut, according to the the CGI guys and all that kind of stuff. They said it was pretty much. Did you? Here's something else I heard. Did you see that? One one second. Did you see that clip from that I sent you with Alfred greeting the Justice League? Right. Did you see the CGI on 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 Cyborg? No, I didn't really pay attention. Okay, it's basically it's a wireframe, right? On like you saw that when he does the test um, flight thing and stuff, right? That's what they're talking about when they say it's unfinished. And I'm saying to myself, I'll watch that movie in that form because I didn't even notice the wireframe wasn't right. the actual suit thing because the, it's white, so it's blanked out and you have the red light and the blue light on the guy's face. And I'm like, that's what people are complaining about? That Seriously? Seriously? Like when Flash rescues Iris. That's what they're saying is unfinished. And I'm like, I will watch it in that raw form that you call raw. I call it, you know, halfway cooked. Uh, medium rare. Let's put it that way. Okay. I like my uh, medium rare anyway. So, but the thing about there it is, you go. okay, here's what I've heard. Um, I was ping pong flicks. Have you, I've, I think I might have sent you the video. Chris mm-hmm. said <laughs> that he heard that that the CGI guys are still working on Justice League. Yep, I heard the same thing. And yeah. that what I, if, yeah. what if all that was worked into the budget? So there's not, not you know, we got to have 70 million to finish it, you know. It's all been worked out yeah. financially, and the guys are still working on it. Why would you still work on it if, you know, this is all you're going to get? Yeah, I heard that, uh, and I don't know if this is a rumor or what, that's why I didn't want to mention it, but since you mentioned it, that the CGI guys are, are still working on it. Right. I heard that um, after uh, Charles Roven, the, the guy the who does producer. all, basically. Yeah. Yeah, the producer. He's from Legendary. He, he's from Legendary, yeah. He's not yeah. from Grass Pack. Right. Um, I heard that once he saw the cuts that Warner Brothers had produced for Justice League, the theatrical uh, cut, you mean? The, the theatrical cut that, that Warner Brothers, not Zack Snyder, Warner Brothers have, have made right. for Justice League. Right. He told the CGI guys, get to work. When the theatrical release happened in in uh, November 17th, 
Mm-hmm. The world got to see the junk that was produced. Um, the CGI guys were working on the Justice League CGI because they knew, right. because Charles knew <clears throat> it was going to be a colossal failure. Well, yeah. And, yeah. yeah it he was knew, And so he told, yeah, and he told, and now these guys, these guys basically made their name on all Zack Snyder's movies. Right. Right. Uh, Zack Snyder launched their company, um, DJ and all his uh, effects. I think it's water something effects. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, they the, develop relationships and the people work together, you know. Yeah, and so these guys, these guys said, okay, okay, Mr. Roven, we'll go to work. So I think that that's what you just said, that the CGI guys are working on Justice League. Right. I think that they know, the fans would know that, that bullshit was pulled over our eyes. Uh, especially when, you know, Superman lost his car keys, but, you know, he's a farmer. Like we encountered on Twitter, somebody told us he's a farmer, so that's how he's going to react. Well, yeah, because, you know, farmers are quaint. I'm like, no, you yeah. did not play the quaint card. No! Yeah, yeah. No. As a farmer, I took offense. Yeah, yeah, farmer, and, you know, farmers don't have internet. You know, they're Nah, no, nah, we don't. Farmers aren't Amish, okay? They're not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But that's what they think we are. They think we're those crazy kids of the corn people from that small little episode, okay? Yeah, whatever. You know, uh, I quoted, I'd watch Star Wars again because I said, I got to give this movie a second viewing. It's not that bad on its second viewing. Uh, it, let me put it this way. It's better than Justice League. Okay. Well, that's not uh, saying much. Yeah, I would put it on par with, like, Suicide Squad. I'd put it on par with, like... What, theatrical cut or the uh, other cut? No, I didn't watch the other... Uh, oh, well, yeah, the the yeah, theatrical cut. Yeah, it's, not, it's not grand, but it's okay. Let's put it that way. Um... There's some stupid moments. It's it's very uh, Attack of the Clones, which was the second movie in the prequels. So it's like, see, I'm not gonna damn. watch it because I'm just sticking with yeah. my original Chapter Four. Dun, dun, you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry, Oops. you can take all yeah. that other crap and whatever. So and, anyway, yeah. Anyway, I. Uh, now that you know your second viewing, you listen a lot more. You you like oh, yeah. get your phone out and you write stuff down and things. Oh, I can't. So can't do I'm that sitting. Here. Yeah, no, I do it. Um, so I'm sitting in the cinema practically alone, right? Oh, there are like there a couple go. other people, right? There's a couple other people there, right? Uh, it was an early morning viewing. So, so anyway, well, what's the deal with Star Wars? And I want to move on to more Justice League, Batman versus Superman. Yeah. Uh, so I quoted the quote where Leia says, hope is like the sun. Right. Just because you don't see it doesn't mean it's not there. Right. And I'm thinking to myself, that, that's, the man should have said something like that. Yeah. That, that, that's a Superman line, you know. <laughs> and so anybody told me, so somebody told me, no, a farmer wouldn't talk about the sun. Because Excuse farmers me? don't. Yeah, farm, farmers don't like associate with the sun, and I'm like, the fuck? What? <laughs> Excuse me. 
He's like, okay, sun's coming out early this spring. Okay, this is what I have to prepare for. Farmers yeah. and sons don't mesh, huh? This from a city yeah, yeah, clicker. Yeah. Come on. That's, and I'm like, that's the problem with Justice League right there. Right. The city boy tried to write, you know, like a typical Californian person. I don't know where Josh Whedon originates from, but he's in California now. Yeah. And he tried to, and, and it's so stereotypical. That's the thing I hate about Justice League, is it went so corny and so stupid, right? Mm-hmm. It's like taken from the Silver Age. And even Wait, people like, nobody, no, DC fans, yeah, DC fans don't like the Silver Age. We're like, Leave that in the ninth where it died. Leave it there, you know. Like Superman has evolved since before I was born in 1986, right? He was relaunched to coincide more with the Golden Age Superman. So I'm asking myself, why the AFX Justice League? Yeah, 86 is when Man of Steel was launched, the comic. Oh, okay, gotcha. Right. I'm sitting there going, wait He's evolved. Yeah, he's evolved in since the comics, right? Right, right, right. right. He, he's, not the, he's not the Silver Age dude anymore. Well, he and that's died what, there. That's what makes me crazy. Why didn't Jeff give pushback? He knows that for at least the last 30 years in the comics, comics have made these characters deal with real-life issues, okay? Yeah. It's not cartoons anymore. It's not cartoons yeah. to sell a product anymore. Comics are about real life issues. Zack Snyder's Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman was about real life issues. Yep. Okay. Why Jeff just let them just rip the hell out of Justice League? I'll never know. Did they have him tied yeah. up in a room? Did they have him dumped? Or or just is he just that big of a wimp? Yeah, I don't know. I honestly would like to meet Jeff Johns and ask him, what the F, man, with Justice League? Like, that thing stunk worse than dog poo. Um, worse than horse poo. You've seen that pile of shit in Jurassic Park? It's bigger than that. What, what Was Diane Nelson Jeff? giving him a blowjob so he'll accept it? What? I wouldn't put it positive because Diane Nelson and Kevin Zuchahara are best buds. Yep. Um, so that's how she got her job. She blew her way up. He is still his boss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, you know, how, why is Justice League such a colossal failure? You know, and it's because they lost their identity. So to have Kevin Suchihara come out and say, we can't, we can't do Disney. We need to, we need to be who we are. Well, I'm okay, like, here's what happened. Suchihara works out of fear. Okay. Yep. Batman versus Superman came out. Okay. The critics hated it the day before it even was released. Of course, they got, they yeah. got to see it for free. Uh-huh. And, and yet they dogged the hell out of it, right? Other yep. people, you know, the theater goers got to see it the next day. After, you know, no, yeah. Rotten Tomatoes, lowest score ever. Okay.
Okay. Yeah, and yeah. so everybody goes to see it. I saw it, what, four times? You know, it wasn't, you know, <laughs> and I was not wild about the theatrical cut. I liked the extended cut because it did have more Clark. It did have more Lois. It showed us, you know, Lois was going after Lex. Okay. You needed mm-hmm. to know that. But, but here's the thing. I mean, we had talked about this before the show started. What DCEU film has made the most money? Batman v Superman. <gasps> really? Dawn of Justice. Yeah, yeah. So, so in other words, yeah. you know, because Batman versus Superman came out, two weeks later they started filming Justice League. Sujahara put it in his head that, oh, this is going to be another critical failure. So uh-huh. I'm just going to sabotage the hell out of it. I mean, we can't get out of Zach's yeah. contract. You know, we could use whatever he got. But I have mm-hmm. a feeling he was like, uh, that's why the two-hour mandate, nobody in their right mind would make Justice League a two-hour, less, excuse me, under two hours. Because yeah. you've got to introduce three characters. You have the resurrection of Superman. And you have the formulation of the team. Mm-hmm. Not to mention the other storylines that have to come in. Dark yeah, side, world. building of Fox the fourth world, world uh, mm. the showing of the giant war that preceded all this from the mother boxes. You know, you had the uh-huh. god, our gods, you know, our worldly gods here. You had man, you had uh, uh, the Amazons, the, Atlanteans, the Amazon, the yeah. Atlanteans, Green Lanterns, which you need. For Justice League because it's seven members. Shazam, yeah, yeah. So to do that under two hours was ridiculous, and he knew it. And so that I think he was working out of fear. Oh, the critics hate Batman versus Superman. What will I do? Well, listen, honey, it's made you more money than the other films. Mm Mhm. It made you more money than your best critically acclaimed movie, which is Wonder Woman. I just want to put it out there. No, no shade and no disrespect to Wonder Woman. No. Right? It, it did its job. Right? It made $800 million. It, it It got the critics to agree. It's a fantastic movie. Right? It's winning awards, that sort of thing. But Batman v Superman, your most hated and you know still it still divides the internet up until today people are still talking about it because uh not because it's bad <laughs> because it's a cultural revolution right it it literally is the movie that 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 you know defines this era that we are in right now right and you know the fact of the fact that it it divides people so much it is talk about you know being ironic for the world we're living in right now. But what I'm saying is, is that it's still the highest grossing movie because he didn't go and butcher it. He tried to butcher it, right? But he didn't succeed as much as Justice League. And you still get Zach's vision even if you've only watched the theatrical version. 
you still get the emotional weight behind it. You still get why Batman is doing what he's doing, why Superman is doing what he's doing, why there is this clash of ideologies. And it's an intelligent movie. And I honestly just think they didn't get it. The critics didn't get it. And Warner but, Brothers and didn't get it either. Warner Brothers does not understand the DC Universe. And we have they've got somebody who writes freaking comics and has since the 80s or 90s. Hello, Jeff, what are you doing? You need to sit these people down and educate them. Yeah, yeah. I will say, without a doubt, the most DC Comics movie, and I mean the, the, the movie that captures the essence, the ideologies, the reason why people gravitate towards DC Comics, the movie that captures the soul of DC is Batman v Superman. Because you live in this, if you look even back to the golden age, right? Right. Superman was the champion of the oppressed. Batman was the guy that was in the shadows, that right. served justice. Right. And he was brutal. But with the dark he was side. Very but with dark. the dark side. Yeah. Yeah, he was very dark yeah. in the golden then, age. And I wouldn't read it because it was too dark compared to Superman. Yeah. But the other thing and is, then too. Wonder Woman. And then Wonder Woman was. The balance between the two, right? That's what that's well, what she provides. Yeah, but we that, were in the war by that time, so yeah. But what I'm saying is, is Wonder Woman provides the balance between the two ideologies, and that's why they're the Trinity. That's why they're so powerful, right? That's why they're in people's minds up until today. You, you when you say name a superhero, people will probably name one of the the Trinity, right? Um. And the movie that captures the heart and soul, I think, of DC Comics is Batman v Superman. Because Superman was never a guy that, that you know, just, uh, I'm a big fan of truth. Uh, I like truth, but I'm a big fan of justice, too. He was never that guy. You know, he was uh, a reporter. Yeah, he was a reporter. He, he saw... The, the hardships of what the people on the street went through right. and he wrote about it. Uh, people say that the, the Golden Age uh, clock was a coward. He wasn't. He put on a show. No. To, yeah, he put on Silver a show. Age, maybe, but not Golden Age. Golden Age, you know, yeah. the first 12 issues of Action Comics were the only place you could get Superman for the first year. Six of those were Superman stories and six of those were Clark stories. Yeah, and all of those were stories about Lois finds out something, and then Clark follows her on the adventure, right? Because that that's how it goes. That was the formula. Lois finds out something. She goes and investigates. Clark follows her. Clark pretends to be a coward so that he can change into Superman. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, you know. And then he goes, he beats Superman, he busts through a wall and he's like you're a bad guy I'm taking you in and that's the basic formula of golden age Superman. Well, but in no way in no way was Clark Kent a coward he pretended oh, no. to be a coward yeah. yeah so here's the thing um Batman versus 
Superman. Okay. Extended cut was better. But we know that there's Definitely. hours of film somewhere. Um, somewhere. We will find it. Yes. Yeah. Well, we'll like we will find it. Brothers. Okay. We so, will find it. Um, you know, it introduces Lex Luthor. Okay. Yes. Clark's human adversary, right? Yep. It introduced, um, more or less introduced, um, well, Batman and, you know, his brutality. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. I mean, you know, it was a good, you know. But the thing about it is is that Clark in Batman vs. Superman had to deal with being labeled an alien. And people weren't mm-hmm. sure, are you a good alien or a bad alien, you know. And, you know, he was just saving people. You know, he was like a fireman yep. or a policeman or whatever. He was just saving people. But there was that little fight in Man of Steel, which made people nervous, especially my yeah. man, apparently. Because, okay, Bruce Wayne's building was in Metropolis, really? Um, but... Well, he has branches in Metropolis. It's across the bay. Come on, give me a break. Um, so, anyway... Bruce didn't like him because, you know, he got, you know, he wasn't sure about him either. He created all this damage. You know, he was a Kryptonian. Kryptonians were the ones that were going to destroy the world, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. So, and, you know, meanwhile, Bruce is dealing with his psycho bunch. You know, Joker killed his mm-hmm. Robin, you know, uh you know, he's dealing with the suicide uh, squad. Batman, and, yeah. This yeah. Batman is very dark because he's got a lot of PTSD. And well, yeah. he doesn't... And he, he deals with a lot of psychos. It. Yeah, and he doesn't address it. That's a, that's his main problem, is when Alfred is telling him, dude, you have a problem in your head? He's like, nah, it's this Kryptonian. I tell you, Alfred, it's the... the, the and Alfred's like, I don't think him. you want this fight, buddy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, the thing is, is that Zack shows us what it's like to be Superman. Mm. Okay. It's not all peaches and cream and gosh golly, I'm quaint because I was a farmer's kid. It's, um, you know, <laughs> people know I'm an alien. And, yep. and, you know, I try to fix up the city as best I could, but, you know... Uh, you know, and I'm, you know, the watch it. You know, the feds are calling me in. You know, t- they want to talk to me. Blah blah blah. Meanwhile, you've got his. Okay, he's psychotic too, but Lex is that intellectual psychotic. You know. Psychotic. Yep. Yeah. He's the quiet psychotic. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's the. Yeah. He he's the, the spider that creates the yeah. web. Where Joker is yeah. just blatantly Ooh. nuts. You know. So. So Lex is doing all his machinations. I mean, you know, he's working the senators, you know. He basically is threatening them. Mm-hmm. Driving okay. them, threatening them. Yeah. yeah. And then, of course, he gets a victim to do his dirty work. Although the guy didn't yep. know that he was going to die. Right? He hires an actress. He has an actress. Right. Who- he hires an actress who came and said, well, Superman killed everybody, you know, blah, blah, blah. And we're like, 
where's this coming from? I mean, yeah, Clark yeah. went in, saved Lois. You know, it was the other guy, you know, the bad guys that killed everybody. So, yeah. I mean, if you're, well, apparently the body's burned. I guess that's why they didn't see. Yeah, well, anyway. So, I mean, he's, you know, he's pure evil. Lex is pure evil. So, we get to see all that. But you get to see Clark's, his two worlds, you know, well, actually three, but, you know, he's, he's a... You get to see him being a hero in both forms. Exactly. Because but uh, my favorite, my favorite Superman quote of all time is, I think Dan Jovan said it, he said, you have to show Clark Kent because right. he's just as much a hero as Superman. Right. And, I, you know, we need that. We need, I've always said, you need Clark to be Superman. Because somebody else being Superman ain't working. Yep. It has to be Clark. It has to be Clark's personality. Mm-hmm. It has to be Clark's past. It has to be, you know, his values. His experiences. Right. His emotions. His right. mind. His so, shoulders. So yeah, that's what the whole reign of Superman was about. It was right here. You have these four good books, two good guys. You know, <laughs> you have these guys, right? Who right. could take the place of Superman? John Henry Irons is a is a is a more marvelous guy. He's he's an outstanding citizen. He he helps people. Yeah, he but he only originally created uh, war machines and stuff, and that's why he right, can't right. steal. Uh, but what I'm saying is, is, yeah, what I'm saying is, when he realized what he was doing, he stopped. Right, right he's, he's right, a good right, guy. Right. And but just because you're a good person, doesn't make you clock. No. And and that's why it's such an important story to me, is because it shows the world the importance of Superman, of Clark. Yeah. That Superman character. Yeah. Right. So, Batman vs Superman had a lot of things to pull together. We had you have Superman who just dealt with the Kryptonians. Now he has to deal with human beings and the reactions to that. Like, mm-hmm. should we like you or should we? You know, I don't know how they're gonna lock him up. You, you got him. Uh, <laughs> you know, he's he's a reporter. He's got a job mm-hmm. now. That you know. Yep. He's got a relationship with Lois. Mm-hmm. And now he's got a nemesis, which he's not totally aware of until it, the dude kidnaps his mother. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and Lois. That's because he was. That's because he's stubborn, and that and that is a Superman trait. He, he is stubborn sometimes. He doesn't listen. He's strong-willed. Uh, with, yeah. Yeah. No, he is stubborn. But he doesn't. Uh, he doesn't. Okay. Here's the thing with Clark. He doesn't understand evil. He w- doesn't understand why anyone would choose it. Exactly. He and thinks, when Lois is telling him, yeah. when Lois is telling him the people behind this clock, he's like, I don't get it. You know, why would somebody want to hurt me? Right. Uh, that's the thing. I, you know, uh, I don't understand this about Jeff Johns. We're giving, coming back to this man. He's probably going to choke with me talking about him. Uh, <laughs> or, or, or sneeze his head off. Whichever one you believe, somebody is talking about you. Uh, his ears are burning right now. Right. <laughs> because in 
one of my favorite books, Secret Origins, Superman, written by Jeff Johns, drawn by drawn by Gary Frank. Right. Best one of the best origin stories. He says there, right, when Lois tells him they've got something that can hurt you, she's talking about kryptonite because she finds out that General right. Lane has weaponized kryptonite. Right. Uh, she tells, and this is the vein of, of what happens in BVS, right? General Lane? Um, yeah, General Lane weaponized in the Secret Origins. Oh, Secret Origins. That wasn't in the movie. I don't remember that part. No, I'm saying that that's like a vein. You know, it's, it's, right. it's what right. inspired sort of what right. happens, right? So Lex Luthor in BVS weaponized. The, well, he gives it to Batman to weaponize. But anyway, um... So there's kryptonite involved, it's being weaponized, and Lois tells him, people are behind us, people want to hurt you. And he says, in Secret Origins, he looks at her and he says, why would someone want to do that? And, you know... for people, Clark! You love people? I know people, trust me! And Lois is trying to explain to him, because not everybody is good. And... They think if you're given a choice, people will take the good choice. Exactly. And Lois knows they don't. You know, sometimes they don't. Right. You know, that's why she's so amazed by Superman is because it's the first time she meets somebody who you can genuinely count on to do the the right thing. Right. And, and, you know, uh, she's like, you know, we can trust this guy. Uh, and, and that's why Lois is, is also important to that because she's that connection. But anyway, we get very sidetracked. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, is that, you know, he takes all this mythology and he puts it into this movie. And you get such a, a balanced character and and... Truly, honestly, the first time we see Clark Kent, real Clark Kent, in in a right. movie, right? Because you know the bumbling idiot, he's in is not Clark Kent. No, people, he's the modern age Clark. Yeah, and the modern age Clark is the dude. You know, the dude yeah. that eventually charms Lois Lane into marrying him because it's Clark that proposes and Lois says yes because it's finally not, you know, he, Superman's just what he can do. Right. And Clark is who he is. He's, so. the, he's the Dean Kane, Tom Welling, modern age, yeah. Dan Jurgens, that crowd, Clark. Yeah. Now, the other thing is, not only do we, you know, we have Superman's introductions with all his facets, then we also have Batman. Okay, the Batman for this world. Mm-hmm. Okay, is it an introduction story for because, you know, we have not seen the Batman in Man of Steel at all because he's not Man of Steel. So yeah. we get to see, we meet Alfred, we meet Bruce. We uh, we see that Bruce actually cares for his employees. You know, he's not a jaded person, you know, like like in the Nolan films. He was like, you know, he really wasn't. You know, he acted this like a buffoon, you know, kind of, I'm a rich boy, I'm spoiled, I, you know, I have babes on my arm and stuff like that. He I mean, is with, not the loner Batman, right. I think. He, he's the guy that has the family. 
Right. But unfortunately, and, the family's broken. Right, because you know? we find out that, you know, not only did he lose his parents, you know, as he always has, and he decided to become a bat to strike fear in people's hearts, but he lost a Robin to the Joker. Okay. Yeah. And, and that kind of puts it into play where, especially this fight between Batman and Superman, that is from the Dark Age. That is Frank Miller, that scenario, okay? And um, so that's where we're at with the Batman story. Plus, you know, you've got Bruce who hasn't really dealt with his his um, mourning of the mm-hmm. Robin. He's taking it out on criminals. I mean, he's taking it out on them. He's not just bringing them to justice. He is beating the yep. crap out of people. He's branding people, you know, and, you know, and he, you know, and Alfred is fit to be tied with him because this is not who Bruce Wayne is. You mm. know, he's raised this guy since he was a kid. Yes, there, a Robin died, but then, you know, Bruce is going through all this emotional turmoil because he won't deal with his grief. So uh-huh. then this guy shows up, okay, and he's a hero over across the bay. He's an alien. He's also a lot of destruction going on. And so Bruce thinks, oh, he's the enemy. Yep. Okay. And, and this Alfred, is, yeah, like, this is, why is he the enemy? Yeah, this is, this is the Batman that instead of invoking fear into criminals is fearful himself. Right. And you, for this scenario, for this scenario, you needed that Frank Miller Batman, I think. Right. Um, but what I love. Otherwise, you'd have World's Finest. Oh, exactly. hi, how are you doing? Like, oh. Well, let's go like find her, Magpie. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And, you know, you need that Frank Miller Batman because he's, he's batshit crazy and that's what, you know, Alfred even says that that's how the the fever starts, you know, right, right. and a fever, a fever, very good choice of words is because you're delirious when you have a fever, you know, right. um, and you need that Batman for this to happen, for BBS to happen. Right. Uh, and, and that and, Batman, a lot of people haven't seen, which is good in one respect. It's good. How many Batman films was there previously to Batman versus Superman? We've got the a, a ton. Yeah, we got you know Tim Burton's. We got uh, Christopher Nolan. Joel Schumacher. Joel, Sh- I wasn't going to mention him, but anyway. Well, let's just mention it while we're at it. Okay. Joel Schumacher. Okay, so, but this Batman's different, okay? Because yeah. you know he's he's the Frank Miller Dark Knight. Irrational. Yeah. You, Irrational. Right. And he's a little older than Clark. You know, usually in the comics, he's about the same age, maybe slightly older, but, you know. So. Yeah, you need the lunatic Batman for this to work because it's a a crazy world. And and the other thing is, too, and then you saw him in Suicide Squad, so you know he's dealing with all that stuff as well. Okay? uh Uh-huh. Especially the Joker and that whole thing. So the thing about it is that... You've got, yes, and you've got, so Batman vs. Superman, 
basically introduced us to this grieving man who's brutalizing criminals. Okay. Mm -hmm. What if he's like Wonder Woman and, oops, it wasn't quite Aries, you know. I mean, you know, that could happen, (laughs) very easily happen, right? (laughs) Justice League was supposed to be his redemption. Yep. Okay. We didn't get that. Uh Uh-uh. So, Batman. We got him poking fun at Wonder Woman. Is that what Steve Trevor told you? Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad. Like what? I'm glad she sucked the hell out of you. Um, The thing about it is, is that Bruce and Clark, okay, they, they kind of bonded because they're both their mothers were named Martha. I mean, this was a big deal to Bruce. That was the last thing he heard his father say before he died. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And to have Clark, his enemy, say, you have to save Martha. Okay. So mm-hmm. Brucey is going, and then we saw this more in the extended cut than we saw it in the theatrical. And that was one of the major, because they cut it awkwardly and it made it look like Batman's like all of a sudden, oh, your mom's name Martha? Oh, okay. So, um, says Martha. Now this takes... Actually, not so much. I watched the theatrical version. They really sell that scene. They really sell that scene because they do the flashback. Right. They do low thing. It's yeah. his mother's name. They show uh, Thomas saying, Martha. Yeah. You know, they show the, the nightmare he had. They do all of that. They really push it. And, they, you know, they, they really show that, that it's a trigger for him. For his yeah. again PTSD that he's not dealing with, right? Um, be- because that's the root of his of his trauma is is right the the shoot that's his first traumatic experience, right? And that is you know it's a very clever scene to to bring him back to his honesty, right? Uh, and to have Lois be the one to make him honest again, and um uh, and. Uh, Alfred said in that film that a woman from Metropolis would some some young woman from Metropolis will make you honest again. Right, and she yeah, did. Yeah. And and also there's the Lois is the key thing from Flash, which didn't happen in Justice League as it should have. No, yeah, it was going to be bigger. It was supposed to be bigger. So right. and we all were waiting that version. you know. Well, I knew when they the pigeons were shitting on Superman is dead newspaper that this was not good. Yeah, yeah. So I I knew when when Superman was drunk and he told okay. the kids that well that what didn't is like is like a river it goes in and out. Like but Clark, you know, are you is- high? What are you saying to these children? It's like I your said, car yes, keys. Me. I'm like these kids can't drive. I'm like, you know, Superman got beat up because his mouth was all disfigured. And yeah, did Darkseid smack you so. in the mouth? But he's not in the film, so how the hell would we know? <laughs> you so. know, so Superman's brain wasn't all there, and I was like, the hell? What just happened? Right. You know? So, Batman versus Superman. You get Batman becoming more honest about, you know, he was putting all his aggression on Superman 
because he didn't know Superman. Mm-hmm. And so now that, you know, he almost killed Superman. It's always bothered me. You know, you've been beating the shit out of him for a half an hour. And then you say, tell his mom that you're his friend. And I'm like, Martha, he's lying. <laughs> he just tried to kill Clark with I Wait till you find out what he did. He cut your son's face. <laughs> yeah. So, but there's a bonding with Clark's mother. Because he takes it upon himself, I will save Martha. He couldn't save his own Martha, so he's going to save Clark's Martha. Right? Mm -hmm. So there's a bond there. So when we get to Justice League, I'm sitting there going, how did Martha lose the farm? She sent Bruce Wayne as a guardian angel. How did Martha lose the farm? Mm -hmm. Do you think, in any way, shape, or form, that Bruce Wayne would allow Martha Kent to lose the farm. He went to the funeral. Nope. I mean, you know, he he went to the Smallville funeral. He didn't go to the one in Washington, D.C. He went to the one in Smallville. He, you know mm-hmm. daggone well that he was going to protect Martha for the rest of her life because Clark had died. Yep. And so in Justice League, we get Martha loses the farm and Lois is doing puff pieces. Uh-huh. And I'm like, no, this is not even remotely connected to the previous film. Mm-hmm. So, and, yep. you know, to have Sucha Harvey so afraid after the critics bombed Batman versus Superman that he sabotaged Justice League. Because they mm-hmm. wanted Zack Snyder out of the way because, oh, my gosh, the critics hated Batman versus Superman. But it made him the most money of the films. Mm-hmm. So who's he going to listen to? The people who actually pay money to go see his movies or the people who get freebie tickets to criticize him? Yeah. Um, I hope I hope movies are making the shift where they don't listen to critics, movie, not movies, Movie studios, film studios, because, you know, critics have lost touch with the crowd for a while now. Yeah. And uh, I've never, I've never listened to a critic. um, Me either. You know, because I'm my own person. I make my own decision of what I like and what I don't like. And... You know, I keep using this example. Jersey Girl is one of my favorite movies. Right. People say it's it's one of the most stupid movies. I love that ever. Film. And I'm like, and I'm like, that's how I know. I should never listen to a critic because uh, we clearly don't like the same things. Well, um, and here's the other thing. Here's what gets me. Okay, if I go to a film that I'm never seen before or I'm, I haven't heard of or really didn't have any interest because I didn't know about mm-hmm. it. If someone I know has seen the film and I know that they like some of the things that I like and they're saying these things like, oh, you really got to see this film because blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. That's what happened to me when the original Star Wars came out. My brother-in-law was like, well, I'm taking you to the movie. you got to see this film. I saw that movie four times in the theaters. That was unheard of for me. Uh-huh. Back in the day. I don't pay yeah, attention I... to critics. I don't get pay attention to people who get paid to criticize every damn thing in the book. And if 
you know, especially like, especially for Justice League. I can see those WB execs in there sitting, looking at this movie and going, what the hell is this shit? What is, they don't yeah. know. They don't know. Like, if Clark, which I assume happened, picked up a tank and held it over his head for like a nanosecond and tossed it, everybody in the theater would have been nuts because we know that action yeah, number one, been 19, like... 1938, was Clark with a yeah. green vehicle over his head. Yeah, like we would have probably, there would have been like wet seats everywhere because people would have either pissed themselves with excitement or cried a little puddle of joy. Right. Um, but a WB exec would look and go, oh, what is this? I don't understand. What is going on? Oh, it's unmarkable. And, and we and we have uh, educationally assumed, made the assumption that that is what happened because when you go back, you see uh, Cyborg right. protects uh, a police officer who is originally supposed to have been um, what's the guy's name? It's Mark McClure, and it is Mark McClure, because Ma- I saw a shot, and I saw the side of his face, and it is Mark McClure, but they gave him another part. Uh, they gave him another part, right? So it was supposed to be him, and he was supposed to say, um, you should probably move, which was like a little, you know, wink-wink right. um, sort of line, right? Mm-hmm. And when Lois came around and says, Clark, Right, which right. is a another pivotal moment. I actually agree with her saying Clark because it it showed another um, comparison, which is very subtly it showed why Superman and Wonder Woman will never work because she calls him Kal-El. She well, wraps yeah, the lasso around part, him. But my thing was that a cop was right there, and yeah, and then but yeah. but but we get the funny bit where the cop turns around, right, um, and he says, don't worry, I'm a, I'm your pal or I'm a friend. Oh, is that what he said in the original uh, one? It, that's what he was supposed to say is, I'm your pal, so I'll keep the secret. Like a wink, wink, nudge, yeah. nudge, because Cyborg, a... because Cyborg saved him, you know. So well, and, like... well, in the... Whedon cut, which was done in the daylight when in the original scene was nighttime. Yep. Um, it's a female cop. I'm surprised her role was not cut out. And I'm, I'm going, just surprised. Well, wouldn't they clear the area? Why would they still, you know, but Clark wasn't throwing things. Yeah. I'm surprised. I'm just saying she's a woman. I'm surprised she wasn't like thirsty, drinking a glass of water or something. And like, yeah, I'm surprised. Trying to find her car keys. Yeah, you know, she probably lost her car keys. That's why she's there. She's looking for her car keys. And why is she drinking like from a bottle of water? Yeah, why is she drinking from a bottle of water? Because she's so thirsty, you know? Yeah. Well, (laughs) but there are things that we expected to see. From mm-hmm. that tied into Man of Steel and tied into Batman versus Superman, and when we went to see Justice League, we got popcorn schlock. Yep, it was like this is not what we're used to. We, we they t- you take these comic book characters and and their suits.
situations and you bring them to modern life in mm-hmm. that they have the same problems we do. And, yep. you know, and we didn't get that. You know, Clark, yep. you know, oh, oh, you know, hope's like a river and uh, it goes in and out and, you know, it's like your car keys. Clark, these kids can't drive. Clark, are you drunk? You should not be flying and, and you know, you know, you know people, and flying. people blame the mustache thing. It would have failed anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I do want to say that um, I'm glad for the mustache because then we know, we know exactly right uh, how many scenes were cut. Um, well, not cut, reshot, and and completely rehashed. Um, so, what was the percentage anyway? The percentage somebody somebody did a, a by you know. Uh, they compared uh, Wonder Woman's wig and all those sorts of things, Batman's wig, uh, Lois Lane's wig, all the wigs, and uh, the trailers, uh, the actors that were listed but didn't appear anywhere, like Robin Wright, you know, and Type is supposed to have, like, this cool battle scene, nothing. Uh, the percentage was somebody said um, it's 85%. A different movie. Hello. Did I get cut? No, I was on mute. Sorry. Okay. Um. Yeah. Eighty-five percent. Yeah. That's Research. ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if Suture Heart doesn't get fired because of Justice League. I mean, yeah, I mean, this was the, you know, the, I keep saying this. It was the, the the goose that laid the golden egg, right? And it could have been. And yeah. people and people forget. No, no, Zack Snyder is the goose that laid the golden egg. Oh, yeah. He produced yeah. Man of Steel. Yeah. He produced BBS. He even wrote the story for Wonder Woman. Right. right? All those are, are top performing movies, right? Right. And you go and... When this goose is about to lay you the biggest, shiniest, brightest golden egg, right. you go and chop his neck off. You know, you, he, he, he's not a sacrificial lamb. He is, you should be treated like Isaac, the son, you know, not the, the lamb. <laughs> so, um, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I honestly don't know what Kevin Suchihara was smoking. Um, I don't know why he was so afraid of, of, of the critics because, at the end of the day, I would choose, in the business sense, money over people saying, well done, you know. And financially, all the movies did well. So, and people were excited for Justice League after Wonder Woman, which did critically well. Right. So, I don't understand. And people were actually really excited for Justice League. Um you know when when they saw the trailers uh when they when they got behind the what the movie was going to do and now that they've moved on from BVS sort of sort of and they know this is the style that that Zach is going to give you they got on board with Justice League 
Justice League was supposed to be the movie that, ironically, I'm going to use this, was supposed to unite everybody. And we were supposed to come together on this one. And it literally, I've seen so many fans who are broken because of this movie. Yeah. You know, because we supported this and they said, they stabbed us all in the back. Right. It's because we can't trust Warner Brothers. Yeah. Yeah. It's not that, it wasn't like, you know, Zach delivered, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. From I'm all, pretty sure all the because things that we've heard about his cut, yeah, he delivered. It's Warner Brothers. You know, they even came yeah. out and said, "Oh, well, there was too many cooks in the pot." Well, there shouldn't have been. Listen, there was one head chef. His name was Zack Snyder. Yeah, you got you guys were the other ones that came along and tasted the soup and said, "We don't understand what this flavor is," you know. And you sabotaged it. So you're the problem, not Zach. Right. They're trying to make Zach the problem. Zach was never the problem. It was Warner mm. Brothers execs. They don't know what they got. Mm. They don't understand it. And basically, Nolan told them, let this guy do his job. He's going to deliver. He delivered. Yep. Man of Steel. He delivered. Suicide Squad. He delivered on Batman versus Superman. Wonder Woman. He was building them a universe. And what did they do? They called the sous chef from over at Disney and said, yo, you've done this kind of thing before. Get over here and fix this. They didn't even call it a sous chef. They called it a dishwasher, okay, from Disney. The guy that sweeps the floor. The trash guy, okay. I mean, really. It's like, no, it's completely different. Yep, yep. You know, it's the difference between, and I've said this before, Shakespeare and Benny Hill. Mm-hmm. Yep. And if they let Whedon do Batgirl, then may their studio implode into the Pacific Ocean. I agree, yes. Because... That's what they deserve. Yeah. I mean... At this point in time, at this point in time, I said I will not buy Justice League if it's the Whedon version. Oh, I'm not buying Justice League. Um, not until the Zack Snyder's version comes out. Exactly. If they say the Zack, the director's cut Zack Snyder on, on the cover, that's how they must sell it. Right? Because if they just put director's cut, I, I won't be... Uh, um. I don't want extended version, Whedon version. No. I want the Zack Snyder. I want a promise in writing so that I can take the DVD back if it's junk that says Zack Snyder's vision, you know. Well, um, let's look at what's going on here. Okay, one thing, Charles Roven has delivered for them for how many films? Oh, since um, well, The Dark Knight. Yeah. So, yeah, Batman Begins, yeah. Right. So, don't you think he has a little bit of pull somewhere? He has to. I mean, the, and Crow the man... obviously had a relationship with Christopher Nolan. Is Suchahara basically just snapping that off and, you know, letting that float out to sea? 
I mean, and you'd be mad if I was a Warner Brothers shareholder uh, or, right. or on the board of of directors or whatever. I would fire Suchahara right then there because Chris Nolan is currently the only guy who's producing them uh, award-winning movies. Right. And not only just critical award claim, but also doing well at the box office because Chris Nolan now has a fan following, right? Right, right. And and we go and watch whatever movie he makes, whether it's Interstellar about you know, wormholes and black holes and all those sorts of things. So, you know, um, Inception, fantastic movie, you know, or Dunkirk about World War Two. Right. You know? Right. We go and watch those movies. So the, he's pulling in five hundred million per movie minimum. Right. And he's getting you Golden Globe, Oscar nominations. They'd be nuts. To 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 cut that tie, and if Kevin Suchahara is the one that cuts that that tie, and if you don't fire him, I as a shareholder, I would I would uh, protest. Because right. if Robin saying, okay, CGI guys, continue work. I know the movie's being released this next week or so, but continue work. Yeah, and. You know, Chris Nolan, if he had a relationship with Kroll and they just gave her a producer deal, uh, don't you think he's going to think, okay, so they screwed up her Zach, they more or less fired Kroll and just gave her a producer. Maybe she begged for a producer because, you know, because it's, it's like crazy time and at the asylum at Warner Brothers. And, you know, mm-hmm. here's Roven, who's delivered, I don't know how many films for them, you know, mm-hmm. aside from billion dollar, yeah. billion dollar babies, yeah. You know, are they going to screw him over too? I, if I was Chris Nolan, I'd be like, uh, I'm making some phone calls. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't think Clint Eastwood is would be happy with Warner Brothers. You know, no, I think a lot not. of people are going to be like, Warner Brothers is shooting themselves in the head, the foot, whatever they could find. Yeah. Yeah. And if they don't release the Zack Snyder cut, then if they implode, so be it. You know, mm-hmm. a second version of Tomb Raider? Seriously? What hasn't been said before with that? Yeah, it's like I'm not even interested and in, I'm a fan of the game. You know what right. I mean? Right. So... If I'm not interested. <laughs> and didn't, didn't, wasn't there a mystery a couple of weeks back about they were going to release a film on Ju- in July of 2018? Oh, you know what that is? Yeah, I know now. Teen Titans. Teen Titans oh, so Go! The movie! Seriously? Yeah. I was so disappointed. I'm like, I'm not going to go see it. Neither am I. I'll watch it, like, on TV or something, you know, when I'm bored. So, yeah. And, you know, basically, they chopped most of Aquaman's origins, you know, his relationships from Justice League. And people Mm -hmm. are just going to go see Aquaman right now because it's Jason Momoa. Yeah. 
Yeah. Now, if, if Sujahara thinks, oh, that's great shorthand, we don't need all that story stuff, we'll just put a star in there and they'll just go see the star. Yeah, yeah, no, not going to work. No. And uh, Holly, who do you have to thank for casting Jason Momoa? Hmm, what's that guy's name? Uh, what's what that? Something Z. Oh, I don't know. Something like, Z ends with a Snyder, you know. Yeah. It was a guy that they screwed over. Yeah. Yeah. Kuchihara would never think of that, but he thinks he's a creative person. Mm-hmm. No, he's a destructive person. And yet he still has the stoplight on yeah. the project. I hope I hope somebody takes the red light and, like, hides it from him. Well, jams it up his butt. That too. <laughs> okay, so that's enough about movie news. Do we have anything else? I mean, you know, we're not getting Man of Steel 2 this year that we know of, and which is the ultimate fail. Jeff Johns, that is on you as far as I'm concerned. But I'm concerned that's on Jeff Johns, idiot. Yeah. So, idiot. Yeah. He's he's got some redeeming to do. Yeah, I think Jeff Johns is just jinxed. Like he's done two movies, the way he's had a a, a major major part to say in it. Uh, if you don't know what the other one is, it's this little thing called Green Lantern. Yeah. Twenty eleven. Uh, I think that's the year it came out. Uh, yeah. Let's not mention it. I mean, it's not like horrible, but no, pretty bad. Yeah, pretty bad. It did not do well because you can't build a DC universe on Green Lantern. You have to build a DC universe on Superman. Yep. Uh, and Chris Nolan knew that. Chris Nolan knew that. And when you, you know, when they told him, build us a universe, now you've done this with Batman, you know, Chris Nolan told him, I'm not the person to do it, but I'm going to bring you a guy who can make the impossible happen. Well, you know, um, and, and you know, the other thing they had to do first was they had to get rid of John Peters. Yeah. Yep. That dude. Another psycho. <laughs> Another psycho. There's a lot of psychos in Hollywood. Yeah, there are. Satanic psychos, too. And yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what is Zach doing at the moment? He got sick of Disneyland? Was that when they had the blackout? Um, I'm not too sure when they had the blackout, but, um,. He went to Disneyland with his family. He's got a very young son mm-hmm. uh, who's adopted. And, um, you know, his son said, I don't know, I'm going to go to Disneyland because all the older children picked right. Hawaii, right, to go to. And so his youngest son said, I want to go to Disneyland. Right. And he said, okay, you know, we're here in California. Uh, Might as well. And... Might as well, you know, he, he, the son wants to go to, to Disneyland. He goes to Disneyland and gets sick, and every DCEU fan were like, this is not just a conspiracy or coincidence. Disney's just after Zack Snyder, we tell you. Because they know the value of Zack Snyder. 
if Warner yeah, Brothers does take him out. Yeah, they want to take him <laughs> out because, you know, bops, there goes the DCEU right there, baby. Yeah. Josh Whedon can't yeah, do that. So. Josh Whedon can't go tried. back to Marvel either because they had a yeah, falling out. Yeah. Yeah, Disney tried. Disney tried to send Whedon over. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah, it, it was, away it was, from Disneyland. Uh, they got those tunnels and shit. Yeah. So I, I'm just saying, you know, Zack Snyder's son, like eight, he wants to go. So can't tell you, Snyder. You know, eight year old Disney's evil. <laughs> Disney's evil. Um, I'm I'm on a Disney no go because yeah. I'm like Disney is the come of the earth because literally the only two superhero franchises I've been watching now has been the X-Men, right? Mm-hmm. And which was which is over at Fox and um the DC EU, right? Right. Disney goes and buys Fox so that they can take over the X-Men franchise and the Fantastic 4 and all these people, and I'm like, you just sabotage Justice League. So DCEU is bye-bye. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, they sabotage Star you know, Wars. They sabotage Star Wars. My next favorite thing, like, it, for me, it's, you know, it's Superman, it's Batman, it's Star Wars, right? That's how I, I like Star Wars is my thing, right? Right. And, I mean, I even like the prequel. I even like the people. Um, well, you're allowed to. It came out when you were, you know, conscious. So, yeah, yeah. That that was my style. That's the one I saw in theaters. Right. You know, uh, it's I don't know if it's nostalgic or whatever. I like it. Well, yeah. Um, that's understandable. I, you know, I, I understand why people like certain things, but you have to understand. I saw the original, and that was it. Yeah, I know. If I had seen the original, that would be it as well. That'd be like, <laughs> that's when Mark Hamill had his other nose because he was in an accident after that. Yeah. Um, True. So, yes. Yeah. Um, okay. And that's why they did that that scene in Empire Strikes Back. Uh, but anyway, uh, uh, you know, yeah. Disney is, is sabotaging everything I love, so they're evil to me now. I don't uh, know. If we've been evil, you're just finding it out, that's all. Evil. Okay. Um, let's get into the comics. Okay, we had a final issue of Superwoman. Yay. Woo-hoo. Guess what? Most of the issue took place in her head again. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. Hey, I'm saying every God's name. Do not I'm take the word Lord's name in vain. It's not I'm his fault. Every, I'm saying every god's name right now in my head. Just every god. Buddha, what you doing just sitting there? Like, help. Get off your ass. Um. Okay. So, anyway. But, you know, she's, you know, Lois like, you're the best. Oh, my. Like, give me a oh, freaking no. break. Ugh. And, you know, Steel's like, I still love you. You know, blah, 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 blah. And in the meantime, she's talking to... I don't know. Delina Luther robot thing. I don't know. Anyway, in her head at the same time. But then she says, well, if I do that, oh, and who's, who's, the robot is in uh, Lana's head, you know, because apparently it's an, like a tesseract space. 
Um, the robot was getting <laughs> feelings and, and warmth and all that kind of stuff. And then it turned out that Lana would have to give up her powers in order to save somebody, you know, like the robot or Lena Luthor or something. And so she did. Well, oh, well, still yeah, was discussing did. how great their life was because they were both superheroes and they had other identities and blah, blah, blah. It's a clusterfuck. So anyway, um, Batman, thirty-eight, was supposed mm-hmm. to be about what was supposed to be Bruce telling Wonder Woman about the engagement, but the artist needed a rest. Yeah, the artist um, actually she draws Wonder Woman. Um, Is this Emanuela? No, no, no. Emanuela it took over to help her as well. Uh, okay, that's why she okay, did this, okay. this one issue that came out this week. Okay. Um, so the artist is the, the uh, I can't remember, her name is Joelle something. Oh, yeah. And, yeah I know what you mean. Yeah, you know, you know who, uh, who I'm talking about. And so she needed a break, A, because she was drawing Batman previously. Um, she's doing Wonder Woman. You know, which is also a, a twice month book, right? So, like that whole Zeus uh, saga that just went by, she drew all the books. Um, excuse me, I'm burping. <laughs> uh, and um, so she needed a break to, you know, a a break, b to to go to her sister's wedding, and so. Uh, Tom King said, yeah, no, that's cool. We'll just shift it one month and we'll do a one-and-done book for number 38. And the solicitors got it wrong, obviously. Uh, And, yeah, but this this book was from the previous book, which was lighthearted and funny and, you know, it's kind of dark. Like, woo! Way dark. Okay. Now, it does have Batman yeah. being a detective, but it was kind of confusing for me at the beginning because apparently, okay, so here's the premise. Um, and there's like a split screen deal going on with the first page. Okay, apparently this mm-hmm. kid lost his parents, similar to how Bruce lost his parents, only the kid's parents were stabbed, and there's something to do with the number of stabs that helps to find the killer. Okay. Yep. But in the other split, we see Bruce coming home to Selena, okay? But mm-hmm. the, all the all the narrative is about the kid, okay? And so the kid has always admired Bruce Wayne because Bruce lost his parents similarly to him. And he has a butler, and um, apparently his father knew um, Bruce. Um, and so he had his butler every once in a while refer to him as Master Bruce, even though that's not his name. Kind of creepy. Just kind of, yeah. Yeah. That's what I like about Tom King. It's just not kind of normal, creepy. It's kind of like, oh. So there was 37 stabs on the mother. Yeah, it's. It's like Alfred Hitchcock creepy. You yeah. Know? It's, yeah. It's, it, what he writes is not horror, it's suspense. It's psychological so, thriller more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, and it keeps you on the edge of your seat. Right. Yeah. So apparently the 
the mother was stabbed 37 times and the father was stabbed 73 times. Get it? The reverse of each other. Yep. And um, so you also know, a lot of stabbing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Batman goes to see Zaz, and Zaz has cut and hit, cut his arm, and so he's trying to find out. Um, Zaz keeps saying, "I like cutting." Okay. Mm-hmm. Which is his thing. Um. So. Someone says he was here. So Zaz was in prison when when the parents were murdered. Okay. And but Batman says, you know, those camera feeds can be faked. I don't know. Everyone's seen Superman the movie, right? Um and and also the final credit in uh, Justice League, which should have been in the movie. But anyway. Um so anyway, so Zaz won't take credit for it either. So um, so they're talking about this kid. They're t- he's trying. Batman's trying to solve this crime. Now the kid doesn't know that Bruce Wayne is Batman. Okay. Yep. Say that. Um. So there's a note left, and it it has like it you know talks about Christ and the devil and these things, and then it it. It has a, a reference of Ned four one. Well, there's no Ned book or abbreviation that is Ned in the Bible. So Bruce mm-hmm. knows. That I'm sitting there going, "What is this, Tom?" So, mm-hmm. so Bruce goes and takes that clue, and um, there's a Denny O'Neill, Dennis O'Neill Avenue that he has to go to. Ned, which is um, uh. I guess. Oh well, it's Denny Den backwards. So yeah. So, um, so Batman finds more people stabbed, and so then you know there's whole this stuff about numbers and stuff, and so the kid is like, the kid's name is Matthew, but. Um, so then by this time, I'm kind of like, okay, so this kid wants to be Bruce Wayne because he thinks Bruce Wayne worked out his parents' death, but okay, and this kid obviously isn't. And so, um, Bruce goes to see him. He never goes to him as Batman. Mm-hmm. So, um, there's a scene, <laughs> my favorite scene, of course. Uh, Bruce and Selena are in bed. Selena's sleeping. Well, you know, she's taking a cat nap. And uh, Bruce is talking, and he says to himself, he says, it's not Two-Face. Now, you know Selena's listening to all this. And mm-hmm. he's going, two, two, two. You add that up, and it's eight, which is two cubed, two to the third. Two-Face wouldn't have a three in his equation. This is someone trying mm-hmm. to be... Two-Face, like they tried to be Zaz. They're doing yep. it well, but fast, making mistakes, like the eight. They'll see the mistakes go again, not stick with three couples, make it four. But because they're faking, compensating, they'll overplay their hand. Go to an obvious address, 22 22nd Street, Apartment 2 or something. And he's putting on his robe, okay? He has pajama pants on. He's, he's leaving the room. He says, 
I just got to cross-reference all those addresses with couples, parents, and the next the next panel is Selena sleeping. <laughs> You're sitting there going, okay. <laughs> it's like yeah. So it's really kind of cool because they have that kind of relationship. You know, he feels very comfortable. To, you know, you don't really see Batman going through, you know, his analytical stuff. You know, he's always very quiet when he does that. But with Selena sleeping beside him, he's like, okay. So it's going to be. <laughs> so so that's how comfortable they are together. Mm-hmm. And so, oh, anyway, so it kind of turns out uh, the next, my next favorite scene was when Selena and Bruce are having dinner. Um, so Alfred says, it is sadly men like that who give butlers our poor reputation. So the butler did, you know, <laughs> bad thing. And the butler did it. Yeah, and he says, and it's men like that who make me appreciate what I have had in you, Alfred, or what I have, rather. And Selena says, you should appreciate him, Bruce. It's hard when you don't have a man who will do anything for you. Fortunately, I no longer have that particular problem. (laughs) (laughs) And Bruce Bruce is about ready to take a bite, and he stops, and he goes, no, I won't do, do anything. The killing of parents, blaming it on Zaz, then on Two-Face. It's fundamentally silly. It's almost childish. Oh, so then he realizes it's the kid mm-hmm. that's been doing all this cut, uh, cutting. And the kid has cut the name Thomas and Martha on both his cheeks. And he's at the his mausoleum, and so they lock the kid up. And... um So Bruce says, you're a sick kid with dead parents. And the kid says, yes. Well, yes, but but what else is Bruce Wayne? See, the kid doesn't know he's Batman. So that's what, yep. yeah. It was a good issue. I you know, I really like Tom King's writing. And we'll be talking about yeah. Mr. Miracle and what he did with that. I was going, oh, my gosh. Okay. So Justice League, I don't think I read it. Oh, it's it's stupid. Um, it tried to be profound, right? And it, it, it tries really hard to do something new. Um, but it, it, I think it it failed for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people really liked it, but it's it's basically, um, the Justice League was ruled. And, you know, uh, people tell the Justice League, we didn't ask you to interfere. You know, who asked you to come save us? And those sorts of things. And it it asks that question. And I'm like, "Uh, I don't like Civil War Justice League. If anybody's familiar (laughs) with Marvel Civil War, it asks the, the, the superheroes to register their names and take off their masks. Right. Uh, which isn't a big problem for Marvel heroes because most of them don't have secret identities anyway. Uh, but it is a problem with with DC characters. Right. Uh, so, like, basically, you know, they have this, uh, like, Batman's trying to 
enforce these rules, right? Because he thinks he made a mistake. And the reason why he made a mistake is because he's human and he fell asleep, mm-hmm. right? Or or he's or he's sleep deprived, right? And he his calculations went wrong. And so this is now the ramifications of his calculations going wrong. Mm-hmm. And because of that, he now enforces rules upon Justice League. He cannot act, you know, if it's not in foreign waters, for example, we can't act. If it's within a country's borders, we should not act. Uh, that sort of thing. Uh, and the Justice League are like, uh, dude, if if we have to wait for this sub to cross into international waters, sometimes you can't wait. Right, you have to act now. Right, right. And you know, they're like, if if we have to wait, the sub is going to go nuclear and destroy China, for example. Mm-hmm. And so Aquaman, Aquaman turns around and he's like, dude, I don't have to follow your rules because I'm a sovereign leader of my own nation, and my own nation just happens to be all seven seas. So I can like do whatever the hell I want, you know. If it's in China, it doesn't matter. The ocean, I own the ocean. So you know, he's like, I can, I can go and um, pull the sub out, and uh, you know, you guys can, I can take it into international waters, and then you guys can act. And Batman's like. You know, you, you're finding loopholes around it. And when the, the Justice League go and save the subs, they're like, well, who asked you to save us, you know? We didn't ask you to come and save us. We're handling stuff by ourselves. And uh, I was like, yeah, ungrateful bastards. But, you know, um, I don't like those types of stories where, you know, the Justice League have to abide by laws and regulations because they're supposed to be not above the law, but they are the responsible ones, you know, who we trust to make the difficult decisions that, you know, and I mean, Superman, he makes the right decisions. Wonder Woman, she's going to make the right decisions. Uh, even if it means shish kebabbing Danny Houston. Uh, <laughs> Oops, sorry. 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 I had to. Um, you know, you trust these people to make those decisions that between life and death because they're the Justice League, right? Right. Um, there's a certain amount of trust, and I don't. I don't particularly like the the. I know we just talked about me loving Batman v Superman, but when it's not done right, you know, the world not trusting the Justice League or the world right. not wanting the Justice League's help comes off sort of um, like, well, then why is the Justice League around? You know, right. why do we need them? You know, and they tried to do the senator thing. From BVS, you know, there's a senator that says, you have a weaponized watchtower in space, you know. Uh, how can we trust you guys to, to use that wisely? And, you know, in who's who owns that space? Are you invading some other people's 
place and you know that sort of thing and it tries to be intelligent it tries to be you know asking these questions but i think it just falls flat for, me for some odd reason it's, yeah oh yeah i yeah well that's what happens when you try to marvelize dc no it, the thing is it tried to be bvs right Mm-hmm. It tried very hard. It, it took inspiration from there. You know, the senator holding hearings, questioning Superman, like, who gives you the authority to act, you know, um, which is the exact thing um, Senator Finch asked in, in BVS. She's like, you know, he has to be held accountable for what he does. And, uh, you know, but it it was just like, I don't know. Something was missing from it. Mm-hmm. I do like the cover, though. It's a very good cover. It's the Superman logo on the Capitol building, um, uh, I think. Very good. Ah. Okay. Yeah. Very, very BDS-inspired, but um, yeah, inspiration does not equal to good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Superman 38, which is the Super Sons of Tomorrow story. Mm-hmm. Did we talk about, uh, oh yeah, no, yeah, that's the one we didn't talk about yet. That's one. Which one? Yeah. No, I'm, I'm thinking of Teen Titans and we talked about that. Yeah. Oh. We did that. We did that. Yeah. Last year. <laughs> Welcome to 2018, bitch. <laughs> right. This is part four. And it says in the back of the book that it's supposed to take end in uh, Super Sons. It does because it's an epilogue, but the next chapter after Superman 38 is Superman 39. And then Super Sons, whatever number it is, is the epilogue. So we're going to get two of those next week. We'll get two yeah. issues of yeah. the story next week. Yeah. So Tim Drake is the Batman of the future, and he has—he's come to kill Jonathan Samuel Kent because millions will die in the future. It's all about you know futures and all that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. the Teen Titans. Um, John has been dealing. He actually has the stupidest power ever. The what is <laughs> it called? The super, super flare. flare. <laughs> The super flare. He used it, and so now Damien's convinced me, you know, it's not your fault, blah, blah, blah. So while Damien and John are deal- or with the Teen Titans, Starfire's trying to knock Damien out, and finally John just knocks him out. Uh, Connor Kent, Cassie Sandsmark, and Bart Allen are falling through uh, hypertime to land, you know, in this this world. Okay. So yep. mm-hmm. they grabbed onto Tim Drake's hand and, and they're following it through hypertime. That's right, because he lost his hand, right? They pulled it through and, yeah. Yeah. They sort of trapped him and pulled it through and then they, like, yanked it. Yeah. yeah. So John... That's, that's what's happening. Yeah. So John convinces everybody that they need to go to the fortress because that's his safe place, you know. Well, Tim has already been there, and John, uh, John discovers his father uh, 
and Clark says, you know, you got to stand back. It's red kryptonite. It weakens us, affects our emotions. Please stay away. And he says, Tim Drake is coming for you. And, he's, and so John's like, yeah, i got to get you out of there. And um, so the t- Teen Titans come to help. Um, and they drag John off because, you know, and Clark is saying, John, be brave. And John gets upset. Of course, it's red kryptonite. It doesn't help matters. And so he goes, no, Dad, and he let loose the solar flare, and Clark escapes the red kryptonite prison. Mm -hmm. And they say, oh, he's in some kind of trance. (laughs) He can't hear me. He created some kind of emotional superstorm. And so Raven, who was with um, Beast Boy and Tim Drake, says, finally, Superboy's emotional spike rang out to me like a bell. Because they're trying to find John so they can get rid of him. Yeah, but, and but, she can track people via emotions. Right. And so Clark grabs a hold of Tim Drake and says, what have you done to my son? And Tim explains, John has the same solar flare power you do, but he's half human. He doesn't possess the full Kryptonian ability to control it. Hey, his mother's Lois Lane, dummy. You have to let yeah. it happen, Clark. What was what was? What was that saying in uh, Nightwing, A New Order? I'm pretty sure she said, I'm Lois Lane, I'm all about wool. Yeah. So, yeah. So he says, you have to let it happen, Clark. If Superboy dies here today, millions will be saved. Then uh, Connor and Bart and Cassie come and go, Tim, we're here, whenever and wherever here is. And then so the other Teen Titans are like, whoa. <laughs> And Bart says, whoa, Drake's chrono energy-infused hand may have helped pull us through time and space. Problem is, his hand's got a mind of its own and led us to some kid who's about to go boom. (laughs) And so Cassie's like, why is everyone standing at odds? Put aside your differences. No child is is endangered on my watch. Titans together. And so Beast Boy says, she's right. Hang on, John. Eight arms are better than two. So he turns into a squid. Or an octopus, mm-hmm. I guess, since he does have eight arms. Yeah. And Damien says, glad to see you've come to your senses and are back on our side. And Raven says, the only thing we're back to at the moment is helping Superboy. So uh, Clark instructs the Flashes, Bart and Wally West, the Black Wally West, Flashes, get running, both of you. Counter spin, reverse polarity, go. And so there's like a flash race, you know. And so everybody's doing their bit to save John. And Tim gets his hand back. And now he says, I have to complete my mission. I'm dissipating. The chronal energy is attacking in quicker intervals. Could be only a matter of seconds before the time void pulls me out of this era for good. Have to tell the Titans, my Titans, that there's nothing they can do to help me. And Clark says, I don't have time to worry about you, Drake. The sphere's getting bigger, and I have to try and get him. I'm going in. And someone says, wait. And, and it's Connor, and he grabs a hold of Clark, and he says, who's in there? And Clark says, my 10-year-old son. And then Connor says, John? He says, I have mm-hmm. to save him. And so Connor says, you mean we have to save him? 
I failed him once. I won't fa- I won't again. And Clark says, we do it together. So the two supermen go flying towards this emotional sphere that John's created. And Drake says, the light, the purity of their sacrifice. And Raven says, I can't sense their presence anymore. Or Superboys can't contain it much longer. And so Damien jumps on Tim Drake's head and is pounding the crap out of him. He says, this is all your fault. You screwed with our title and you killed them. And so that says, don't you see, Damien? The containment isn't working. Superboy's solar power has become a separate entity. And so Drake says, Flash has generated a circulating funnel with the exit point on my zero. And then Damien says, what are you doing, Drake? And Tim says, what I have to do, what I need to do, I'm saving you all and taking the power with me. And so Tim literally sacrifices himself. He says, out of my darkness and into the light. And so there's a big kaboom, of course. And then John is, is in uh, Clark's arm. He says, Dad, what happened? He says, someone made things right by giving all he had. And then to save us. And then we see that Tim is in hyper time. So that we haven't seen the last of Tim. Um, this story continues in Superman 39 with the epilogue of Super Sons uh, next week. So I think this, yep. this will have something to do with, you know, the whole Dr. Manhattan time thing. Crises. Yeah, because we already know it deals with future's end. So. Yep. Mhm. Yep. And uh, Tom King let the let the, the cat out of the bag. Uh, uh get what I did there. Uh, he he let the cat out back. Someone asked him, like, uh, is there like a crisis coming or something? He said, a crisis isn't coming. It's already here. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Well, how would Tom uh, King know? Because he's writing Batman and Mr. Miracle and what else? Well, I suppose Batman would be involved because Tim Drake's and because Tim Drake was we didn't read remember we didn't read Tim Drake in the whole Batman thing. Right. The, right. True. So we don't we don't know. <laughs> we were like Tim Drake's in like in that will They better keep Clark and Lois together and Bat and Cat together and that's yeah, I don't think it's I don't think it's gonna be that kind of crisis. Um, I think it's going to be more of a uh, zero hour thing. Be- yeah. Because what you have right now um, is all these these continuities are sort of muddled because of the New Fifty Two. Yeah. And the New Fifty Two was a muddle. Listen. I say this with all my love and admiration for DC Comics, but as much as you polish a turd, it's still going to be a turd. Yep. Um, so, yeah, it, it, there's a lot of muddling with, with the timelines. Like, how in the hell did Batman have five Robins in five years? You yeah. It's just stupid. So right. I think what they're doing is, since you have Dan Jurgen on the team, 
Right. You know, did demand did do zero hour, and what that basically did was after crisis, and then after you know John Burns did Man of Steel and. Uh, George Prez did uh, One Woman, everything. The continuities were still not all linear and joined together to have one cohesive world. And so he designed Zero Hour, which basically said, this is in, this is out, this is in, this is out, this doesn't matter, this, you know, this never happened. And if you look at the images around Tim Drake. And we got a preview, I think, for Super Sons, but it's it's on comicbook.com and they don't have the zoom-in feature on, oh. their, their, on their picture. It's so irritating. You have to save the picture and then make it big. And right. It, they, it, I hate that. So I hate that. It's very irritating. Um, and it, when you look at the images around there, you can see that in my honest opinion, from what I know of DC Comics is they're doing a zero hour. They're saying, this is what happened. You know, this is how many, you know, we're, we're sort of erasing that whole New 52 thing. Thank goodness. We're bringing, we're bringing back that 10 years that were lost, right? We're going to probably right. say that 10 years that was lost, taken away from us, that was mentioned again and again by original Wally West. Maybe Lo- you know, somebody... Wally and Linda can get back together now. Hopefully. Yeah. Um, you know, what I've seen in the images, there's no New 52. There Yay. is Flashpoint. There is Flashpoint because Flashpoint is an alternate right. uh, world. Right. right? And, it could have ended differently. Can... <laughs> yeah, it, it, Flashpoint can still exist because it's its own universe, it's its own world, it's, you know, it, it, it's there, right? Right, and Handkerchief it's like, was it's, never supposed to be standing with the Justice League. Yeah, it's like how you have Earth 3, you know, you you got the crime, so it, it's that. It's a completely different timeline, right? Right, right. So that can, that can still exist because some people did like Flashpoints. I don't know why. Um, as long as they don't kill Lois again. I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. Um, but what I can see from what they've kept is they've kept uh, Crisis on Infinite Earth. Right. They've kept Final Crisis, right. where Batman gets zapped by Darkseid. Right. They've kept Parallax, right? Right. Um, which happens, which is also integral to the original Zero Hour. Right. right. Because, hell, John went crazy and killed Central City. Uh, just How? Killed. Just killed Central City. Then they get upset uh, when what? Who was it that... Coast City. Who destroyed Coast City? It was Cyborg and... Oh, Coast... No, Coast City, yeah. Same thing. <laughs> Whatever. Coast and Central City. That was Cyborg <laughs> and Bongo or somebody? I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember either. Clark got awful, like, awful mm. upset about that when he came back to life. Yeah, so they zeroed out everything. Uh, but it's integral. It's an important storyline, you know, the parallax storyline, because from there you establish 
all the other lanterns. Right. And then you have Blackest. Blackest Night, which is, I think, a really good storyline. Right. I enjoy it. Right. Um, because because you get brightest day after. Right. Uh, but, interestingly enough, I have not seen one single um, New 52 image at all. Thank goodness. Yeah, so I think what they're basically doing is they understand that hmm. stuff like death of the family, um, <laughs> Trinity War, forever evil, all that that nonsense nobody likes. Yeah, no um, Clark Yeah, nobody likes it. No, nobody. I mean, if you look at, uh, for example, the DC list of trades that you can get. Right. Trinity is not was not listed. Fomance isn't listed. Um, doomed. Oh, no. Superman doomed is not no. listed. That's uh, like so they're the erasing place. it. <laughs> yeah, so they're, they're erasing it from from their history line, right. like the Silver Age. <laughs> uh, you know when Clark became an ant and all those things. That was because of Red Kryptonite, uh, too. No. That was because of Red, Red Kryptonite back in the day, in the 1950s and 60s, and everybody was high. Red Kryptonite could make anything happen. Right. Because people were arguing uh, with... People were arguing with Dan Juggins about Kryptonite. And he's like, nah, Red Kryptonite. Only took away inhibitions. That in was in Smallville. Smallville. Yeah. In Smallville. Smallville created that little thing. Right. Go back and check your history of right. people because Red Kryptonite in Crisis of the Crimson Kryptonite, yes. all with a K, uh, took away Clark's power. Yeah. Did not, it did not. Um, now, the the difference, then people ask, what's the difference between green and red kryptonite? Green kryptonite poisons Clark's blood. So it's it's harmful, it's poisonous towards right, him. Right, right, right. Red, red kryptonite takes away his powers without poisoning him, but it's for a limited time. Gold kryptonite takes away his powers permanently. Right. Blue kryptonite in comics affects Bizarro. Right the same way as it affects Superman, uh, as green would affect Superman. Right. Uh, blue kryptonite in Smallville uh, took his powers. Sort of, not, not took his powers, it was uh, a thing, a weapon you could use. It's it, uh, sort of depowered in that, in that it, it sort of took away his invulnerability so you could stab him, for example. And, and it made things grow. That sort of thing. <laughs> Yeah, and it and it made people nuts when you drank the water with blue kryptonite. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, <laughs> those children of the corn. And uh, white kryptonite in comics makes clocky high. Uh, I thought that was the rainbow stuff. No, no, that's the white kryptonite. Okay. White kryptonite makes him... Originally, it was supposed to affect uh, plant life, kryptonian plant life. Mm. Um, but they they did away with that, and they made it. You remember that that comic book series, uh, Superman Batman, where they go and get rid of 
every single piece of kryptonite right. known to man. It's and like then Clark cry. comes into contact. Yeah. yeah, Clark comes into contact with white kryptonite, and he is literally high. He can smell brownies. Is somewhere in Oklahoma, I think Nebraska? it is. Nebraska. Somewhere, somebody's making brownies. You think they'll invite me? I'm going to get brownies. I'm like, okay, Clark. That's my brownies. Okay. I'm like, okay, Clarky, you go get those brownies. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so somebody tried to argue with Dan Jones. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Dan Jones. Go check your information, please. (laughs) So, So Bendis was what? Bendis has been ill, right? Yes. He is. Out of hospital now, I believe he was. He had a, some kind of viral infection. He was in ICU and stuff. Um, but he's out of hospital now, and they're going to announce what he's doing soon. I think. Okay. Um, people are having this panic attack because, you know, they they think he's bad, but. Like for Superman comics and stuff, right? From the research I've done, and I don't know if I'm just giving this guy the benefit of the doubt, right? But he's established things like, for example, um, I don't know if you you oh, Stanley, yeah, Stanley <laughs> did not want uh get this right. He you know they developed the uh like how. We have, um, you know, different versions of a superhero. So Spider-Man, Peter Parker died or something, was trapped in a different world or something. And so his powers were transferred to this little black child. Right. right? From, I remember. From yeah. Queen, it starts with an M. From Queens it? and stuff. Yeah. Mild moral, moral. Yeah. I remember that has only been like, what, five, six years ago? Yeah, yeah, recently, right, very recently. And so uh, apparently Stan Lee did did not like them changing the character to a black person. Uh, He also, when he signed the new Spider-Man movie contract, the the actor who was playing Spider-Man previously wanted to, you know, bring in uh, people who are, Gay, that sort of thing, um, lesbian relationships into the movie because he's an active activist of that, and he wanted to bring in uh, the black Spider-Man, right? And Stanley said no, and it was in his contract that he couldn't do this, right? And he apparently did not like that they were doing this in the comics, right? And so people think because now you and I know that this isn't the case, right? That because a writer writes a book, it's that writer's idea. We know that in in comics, you sometimes get an editorial mandate. Like, no lowest in action comics, for example. So then a writer has to use Lana Lang, for example. He only does stuff Uh, in her head. Yes, we know that there is 
editorial mandates that are given from higher above, right? Right. And so a lot of people are getting very nervous about um, the Bendis guy because he sort of, I think, I don't know, I haven't read the comic and I'm not a Marvel person. Mm -hmm. He took away the black Spider-Man, I don't know, I don't know what, because he had a mandate from higher above to do something. Um, people have also come out and said he's he's responsible for erasing all the marriages in no. novel comics. No, he wasn't. And and I said no, no, he wasn't because well, the only marriage that matters to me is Spider Man and Mary Jane, right? right? And that was not done by him. It was done by the guy that wrote Earth One, Superman. Krasinski. That, that guy's name. And Casada uh, and all that mess. And, and, and Joe Casada, right? Yep. He was the editor at the time. He's he's still the editor at Marvel. Yeah, he's the uh, head, head guy. Yeah, he's the editor-in-chief. He, he says what goes. Yeah. You know, um, Bendis, Michael Bendis was, was asked to write Civil War Two, right? Now, it just so happened Civil War Two came out when the movie Civil War was coming out. So do you think there was an editorial mandate or a Disney mandate that told them, hey, we want a comic that that does this? Or do you think it was this poor writer's to, right. you know, prerogative to go right. and do this sort of thing? Uh, from what I've seen, I've Googled stuff like, uh, you know, Michael Bendis, romance. In comics, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, what type of scenes does he do? Does he do, like, uh, you know, dude bro stuff? Or does he do sweet and romantic stuff? And right. from what I've seen, uh, there's, there's one scene that he did, but it wasn't just him writing the comic. Again, it was a crossover comic, so it's not only him. That was like a one-night stand, but that happens with people. Right? People have, and it was Tony Stark that she's writing. So Tony Stark's not going to have a romantic, you know, rendezvous with a lady, right? Uh, but then, drunk too. then he was drunk. Yes. Yep. There you yes. go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so, but when he wrote, like for example, he was writing the Black Spider-Man, Miles. He had a romantic teenage relationship with the other spider girl who was played by Gwen Stacy, right? And it was sweet and romantic and awkward like at first teenage kiss is. Like they bump heads when they try to kiss and then they laugh and then they kiss again. That's sweet, right? But then when he does an adult relationship, it's romantic, it's sexy, it's, it's all those sorts of things. So that's what I googled because if he's doing Superman, he's gotta know what to do there, right? Right. And then I go and then I googled, you know, how does he write kids? And the the main one that popped up was the the teenage Spider Man, the black guy. Yeah. And he's and he's a teenager, right? right? He's like, there's this one scene that that made me laugh. He's looking up and he says, "Do I want pickles on my burger?" Or do I want it on the side? You know? And I'm like, I can imagine him writing a scene for John Kent 
where he would say, like, do I want ice cream with my apple pie? Or do I want it on the side? You know, it's stuff like that. Like, I've, I've Googled stuff, and looking at his family life, he is a happily married man um, who has four children of his own, uh, and his wife has two adopted children from, I think, previously before she got married to him. Mm-hmm. And so he has six kids at home. He he talks about his wife, like I was following his Twitter and his stuff. He said, if I didn't have my wife supporting me right now, I would have died, sort right. of thing. Right, right, right. So if he gives credit to women, right, then he's a cool guy in my book. And then the last comic I Googled that he wrote that I was actually really happy with, which made me definitely give him the the benefit of the doubt, mm-hmm. was his famous comic is he wrote Alias. And Alias is all about a, a person who has lost their powers, was a superhero, lost their powers, and so now has turned to private investigating. And this person just happens to be a female. And she's described as intrepid, gutsy, uh, smokes a lot, drinks a lot, swears a lot, and gets the job done. And I'm like, hmm. If he gives me a Lois Lane story that, you know, where she's kicking ass, getting the story, investigating, because it's an investigating story. I mean, there's like just panels and panels of her sitting and typing and pouring over work, and it's all narrative boxes, you right? And I was like, if, if he can write Lois Lane then, you know, if he's, if he's writing this. So I'm choosing to give him the benefit of the doubt because I'm not familiar with his work. What I've read that people are nervous about him for doing is it's not his fault. You know, it's clearly there were editorial mandates. If you did, if that's the thing is, if people did a little bit of research, just a little bit, just just a little, hit the Wikipedia, just a little, you know, you would find articles, you would find things that educate you a little bit more. And so from what I've researched, the guy seems okay to me and I'll give him a go. You know, I gave Peter Tomasi a, a go after he wrote The Fomance. And look how it turned out. Superman's one of my favorite titles. Yeah, yeah. I asked my yeah. son about it because, you know, he used to read Marvel. And he said, well, start out great. You're thinking, oh, wow, this is really going to be great. And then it kind of peters out. So I was like, okay. So not much difference in some of the stuff we've been getting before. But who knows, you know, with editorial and stuff, who knows what happened. So... But hey, yeah. Eddie Braganza's out, so we're all good. Yay! <laughs> we're uh, nothing can be worse than Eddie Braganza. So. Now is he completely out of DC? Completely fired. All he's right. gone. He's a goner. He's fired. He's out. A goner. He's, he's kicked to the curb, and I hope they do the same thing to Bob Harris and Kevin Suchahara. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. Um, did you read Wonder Woman? I did, yes. Yes. Uh, they're starting a new 
saga because uh, the other one is done. Uh, Dark side is grown up. Uh, Zeus dead. Um, and it deals with a new enemy that they're introducing for Wonder Woman. She's called Silver Swan. Uh, it's basically oh, the yeah, one I read it. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, there was this girl. She had an accident and she was paralyzed. And uh, it was because of, uh, you know, villain breaking buildings, that sort of thing. And so one woman visits her in hospital and she thinks Diana is her best friend. And she starts drawing comics of herself and Diana. And, uh, you know, Diana even visits her regularly at hospital, at home. Mm-hmm. And so she, she creates this alter ego for herself and she calls herself Silver Swan because she was a ballerina before the accident happened. Um, and as time goes on, she gets um, what's it, an experimental surgery that helps to restore her the movement in her legs and she you know she can walk she can almost dance again that sort of thing mm-hmm. diana cheers her on and everything yay everything's hunky dory and happy then as time goes on the the surgery fails and she starts to lose the feeling in her legs again and diana stops visiting her because she's busy she's wonder woman and I'm not going to say Diana forgets her. I'm just going to say Diana got really, really busy. Well, and and this, unfortunately, girl, this girl has problems. I mean, yeah, yeah, she kind of latched then, on to Diana. Yeah, she's just sort of, uh, you know, she calls Diana's my best friend. And I'm like, whoa, okay, girl. Uh, you know, it, so there's, 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 there's some, some mental problems there obviously yeah. a traumatic event happened to her she, you know she whole life came crashing down and then you know there's the up again and then now she's down again you know uh her mother dies she's all alone she can't walk diana doesn't visit her anymore because you know she's one woman she's busy um and then she goes nuts and she creates a suit for herself and uh, becomes a villain. Silver Swan. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And her brother moved in with her. Uh, Jason moved in with Diana uh, to uh, get to know each other better. And he throws this, like, rager party at her place. It's like, people passed out and stuff. She's like, Jason, what the F, you know, you need to be a bit more responsible. And then he has a tizzy and he storms out. Um, and Steve Trevor's not there because he's on a mission to go and find all the artifacts that uh, Darkseid was looking for, all the Zeus stuff. Uh, a very pretty-looking Steve Trevor. I like Emanuela Lupacino's uh, Steve Trevor. It's got a bit of long hair going on there. Very blonde, very blue-eyed, very 
very, very pretty. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that that's basically what happened in in Wonder Woman. Yeah. Um, Titans was about Donna Troy. Uh, they were gonna lock her up and stuff. Um, and basically, I mean, if you like the Arsenal Donna Troy relationship, it was really good. Mhm. Well, I, mean, I think it's cute. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, but better than Han, Dick, or anybody else. Oh yeah. Um, new Super Dash Man. Hello, yes. Yeah, I was like, okay, I'll look at it. I looked at it and went, holy shit! The only re- yeah. The reason we liked it is because it has Laney in it. Yeah, and it's a really good story. <laughs> yeah, because it's connecting the fathers. It's like her; she's having thing with her father, which Lois is at the moment as well, so. Yeah, it's a really good Lois Lane story, actually. Right. Uh, and I'm really happy that uh, they gave Laney Lang a, 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 you know, they're developing the character uh, because, I, yeah, I, I'm interested in that character. I said from the beginning, I'm not interested in the JLC. Justice League of China. I'm interested right. in Keenan Kong, Keenan Kong, right. Superman. And I'm interested in Lainey Lang. Right. And that's what they gave me in this book. Right. So... And they have a different writer on this book too, don't they? Yes, they do. Weird. Jean... Liu Lang, Lang yeah. Liu, whatever. Yeah. Yin Yang Yang. That guy. Uh, he. I didn't even know he left. Because he still posts stuff from it, so I'm like, kind of, um, like, okay, when did this happen? Yeah, I didn't see any announcements sure. either, and it's his baby. Shows you, yeah, shows you when last I read Dash Man. Well, I haven't seen any announcements, like, you know, he's leaving the book, or... Yeah, and this is a just, this is just a one-off thing. Maybe. Was it good? I like it was it a good one, off. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a one and done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. Okay, let's do Mr. Miracle last. We got two issues to go through with that, but action. Action comics. Yeah. We're dealing with Booster Gold still. Yeah. Can I say finally I can like Red Booth art? Because he's a good artist, he draws a really cute Superman. Yeah. Um, like a really good-looking Superman. Like you want to lick his Superman, like that right. type of Superman. Right. And and he draws a really really pretty Lois Lane. Um, you know, I, I always argue with the point that nobody makes Lois look sexy, and she is. You know. Right. And. That's the major point is why people think, like, oh, she's not good enough for Superman or whatever. Superman thinks she's sexy, and I'd like to see that. So seeing her in really hot, tight pants, jumping over a fence, breaking into an Air Force base, jumping onto a plane, and looking good with flicky hair, I'm I'm all for that. And then, then my favorite part, 
having John be just like his mother. Yeah. <laughs> uh, She's keeping say, an eye out for mom. Yeah, can I just say Dan Jurgens can write the character he created because Dan Jurgens is the only guy who brings out the lowest lane in John. Right. That Everybody I else is focused on Superman, yeah. Everybody else is so focused on John's Superman that right. they forget that, that he's, he's Jonathan Samuel. Yeah, he's yeah. half Lois. And he grew up literally with Lois by his side because she was a stay at home mother, but she didn't, she worked as well. Uh, right. Yeah, she, she, was, she was writing for the local newspaper. So, well, and yeah, she wrote she all those exposés and stuff, novels as author. Yeah, she, she, was, she was author X, yeah. The, yeah, she brought home the bacon. She brought home the, the undercover bacon while Clark was fixing Not the farm. Flying around, doing whatever. <laughs> yeah, and, and she took care of the baby. So um, he is very Lois Lane. And I, I told this to Dan Jugger. Thank you for bringing out his lowest lane part because let's just let's just say Clark Joseph Kent would have never snuck out of bed and gone onto an office and snuck onto a plane. That has to be the lowest lane in him. And well, he's protecting his mom too. Plus, he's curious and like he's his mom. Little, plus, he's just a little bit curious. Honest, meet my grandpappy, uh, Lane. Yeah. Well, you know. Uh, he yeah. just lost one grandfather. Well, not so, much lost. Jor-El was cuckoo crazy. Um, but, I mean, John uh, didn't see him that way. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, but what I'm saying is, I love the Lois Lane John part. And right. I like that Dan Jurgens is giving us a Lois and John adventure. Right. You know, we've seen John go off with Daddy to Dinosaur Island, right, and wherever. Well, they now did have that move, John. Y- okay, right. <laughs> okay. Mama, yes, Mama. What the Bear hell, Lois. that glove? You know, Mama Bear Lois. Yeah, uh, I won't forget that. Uh, yeah, but but uh, this is not like a Lois Lane adventure. You know, not a not a Superman, not taking on the Eradicator. This is. Going right. to save General Lane adventure. Right. right. This reminds so, me of a story. I don't think they were engaged yet, and Lois had to break into an army base, and Clark didn't know mm-hmm. about it. Yes. Way back I in know. the nineties. And. Uh, yep. 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 Dan, I think Dan Jurgens was in Superman. Yeah. I have to look that up again. But uh, that was always one of my... They showed Lois being badass, you know? I know exactly which one you're talking about. Yep. I can't remember the issues or anything. Don't, right. don't test me there. But, but I, I know can't remember why she was about. there, but she she was looking for something. Yeah. She was looking for something. So, action. Yeah, she, had to, she had to go uncover some stuff. Yeah, I don't care what happened with Booster and... Man. Well, we got to see Booster's dad, who's complete shit, and his mother, and Clark. Oh, my God, yes. And his father is an ass. <laughs> yeah. So, he was not a great dad. Um, 
No, they're still not a great dad. <laughs> Clark was, you know, Clark didn't understand Booster lying and stuff and, you know, stealing stuff and all this kind of stuff. But then he mm. said, yeah, Booster's Master really King. a great hero. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know. Yeah, match fixing. Yeah. yeah, that was the one thing I hated about Booster Gold was the match fixing. And then now you sort of get it like, you know, his mother was sick. And he right. wanted to get out, but right. his dad forced him into it. And I'm like, okay, okay, I actually care about the Booster Gold right. story. I was like, right. Booster, man, the field, you know. Right. And it gives him a, a better aspect to his character. You know, it wasn't just out for the take and... You know, he's doing it for a reason. He's trying to do best by his mom because she was ill. and Yeah, he wasn't doing it for him. Right. He was doing it for somebody else. And that's sort of heroic, you know. Oh, yeah. He 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 couldn't help his mother earning, you know, the, the way he was. He found something that could help his mom. Right. And he was going to go, he was going to go straight after he helped his mother because she had cancer, I think they said. Some and dire illness. Something, something she's sick. In the 25th something, century. Something, something, something she's sick. Um, yeah, and he, he did it for his mother, which I can completely uh-huh. understand, you know. Who can't yeah. understand that, so. Yeah. Yeah. And his dad is an ass. Dad yeah. is an ass. A gambling, gambling ass. He so, he got deep in with the sharks and he forced his son to keep taking money right from the match fixes and that's what led Booster to the to steal the suit and stuff yeah right yep hightail it out of town yeah poor Booster yeah well I mean his fame I mean he plummeted because you know they caught him fixing. Rigging the game, so yeah, he lost it all. Yeah. So, um, now uh, let's see. I'm trying to do twelve things at once here. Okay. She was doing six things. Now she's doing twelve things. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a nice reunion with uh, Booster and his mom, but then mm-hmm. they, um. <laughs> yeah, yep, they get in the sphere thing and <laughs> and it's broken again. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know why they had half an eradicator inside the sphere, and the eradicator was not not completely switched off. <laughs> it wakes up and it shoots the sphere. Yeah, and so they land into another time stream. With Zod, yeah, is like ruler of Earth, I think. Yeah, he's standing on the skulls, you know, like he did in Man of Steel. So yeah, um, yeah. So he's the ruler of the everybody's got to kneel before Zod and that. Okay. Um. So. We'll have to see what happens in it. Well, will Clark ever discover if Jorel was really Jorel or whatever? Yeah, I know. I'm like Clark, let's go. Gee whiz, you know. Clarky, come he's on. He's being 
Bring back Jonathan so, Kent, damn it. Yeah, you're being so stubborn about it. Did Jorel really die? Did, 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 did. Like, Clark Kent, you sound like a broken record. I don't care how. I have to know. Bread food. I'm like, what is yeah, I don't this care how pretty. I don't care how pretty bread. Red Booth draws you. You're annoying me now with this. this I have to know. I have to, I have to know. Huh. Yeah. I got to find. Okay. Um, oh, what I do with that? Okay, previously on Mr. Miracle, which we didn't talk about. We said we were going to talk about it, but we didn't. We um, forgot, yeah. Yeah, there was a sex scene. Oh, there's some ropes and yeah. tying up. Part oh, of ties him up. You know, he is the master of escape, but yeah, apparently he yeah, didn't and escape. Like, yeah, she tells him escape this, and I'm like, whoa, this is very hot. And he's like, I don't think I want to. Yeah, he's not escaping that, baby. You know. Yeah. So. And I was like, yeah, there's a lot of sex in that comic, and I was like, Whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa, so, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Um, they he has this uh was lack of agent, for lack of a better word, who wants him yeah. to do the ultimate stunt and escape death, but he doesn't really want him to escape, which doesn't make any sense. But anyway, reminds me of Godfrey. Um, <laughs> um Okay. That Jeffrey Godfrey dude what What's his name? Jeff God. What, what was his that name? Dude. He was from the fourth world. That, uh, yeah, that yeah, guy, guy. The blonde one. Yeah. Yeah. I think his name, first name was a G, too, wasn't it? Yeah, it's Jeffrey Godfrey or something like that. Something. Yeah. He stupid. was on Smallville. <laughs> he was. He is on, on Supergirl, too. Oh, okay. Like yeah. Gilbert, because that's the committee. What's his name? What's uh, his Godfrey. Yeah. Jeffrey Godfrey. Nah, I don't know. I don't Google. Google. Google it. Okay, I had that other one. What did I do with it? I hate it when I have stuff and I don't remember where it is. Where is it, darling? Well, anyway, there's a lot of sex in five, so I highly recommend the book. Um, mm. There's one. Where's five? All right. So, but in six, Tom King is brilliant. That's all I got to say. Go- Gordon Godfrey. Gordon. Uh, makes sense. Yeah. He was um, on the fourth world, he was known as Glorious Godfrey. But his earth name is Gordon Godfrey. Godfrey, as you want to pronounce it. Right. Okay, so in six, this is 6 or 12. This is limited series, which is a pain in the butt. So we get, and I didn't notice this before, um, we get a like a recommendation from Brian Michael Bendis every year one book stands up above everyone else's fans and creators alike stop and stare in amazement at a couple of creators finding a new voice, new point of view, and new levels of artistic expression. This year it is Mr. Miracle. I would have to agree. I would 100% agree with that. Yep. 
Mr. Miracle has, has definitely... You know what? This has been a very good year for Tom King. Period. Yeah. He's been delivering yeah. in spades every time. He... I have not read a comic of his this year that I've been like, meh, you know, even the ones that deal with Bane and stuff, it's still got a pivotal role to it or or storyline to it. So, And it's got cats, so, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so there's this new stunt that his, I don't know. I'm going to call him an agent. One thing to do, it's mm-hmm. like an electric chair. It's called the flamer. And so the guy's going through all this crap about, you know, and Bart is sitting there watching this, and, you know, Scott's standing there with his hands on his hips. And, you know, they see the chair do its thing, and Bart says, I want to redo the whole condo. <laughs> Meanwhile, there's two um, fourth world guards outside. Says, and one says, "But I love both of them." He goes, "Oh, stop!" And then there's a boom, and he goes, "Mr. Miracle." And so apparently they land on the fourth uh, a world where yeah they have guards who know them. Okay, and mm-hmm. Barta says, "Look at the kitchen. We don't need that much kitchen." And so the blood guard goes, Mr. Miracle! And the other one says, by the order of High Father, you are to kneel and prepare for execution. Do you... Oh, and she says, I know we said we'd cook, but we don't. And so the guard says, do you... And the next thing you know, their heads are chopped off. That's big big butter for you. She says, I think it's been long enough, and we need to accept who we are. We're not going to take night classes on soufflés. I can barely do an omelet. And so they walk over to the bodies, and Scott goes, I like your omelet. And Barta says, well, I can make the omelet in a smaller kitchen. We have all that stuff on that front counter. If that's not there, where does that go? And so there's, like, bashing and, you know, and she goes, there's just magazines and crap. Okay. But we have magazines and crap in the condo, and that's where they go. And then there's another bash, and there's like a crack in the wall. And she's, I honestly don't think if we didn't have the that counter, we wouldn't have the stuff. Come on. If you have a place to put things, then you find things to put there. So there's a hole in the wall, and Bart is, starts to go through it. She goes, magazines exist, and papers and bills, they're real. They need to go somewhere. <laughs> and she says, they're only real because they're there. If there's no there for them to be, then they're not real. Scott goes, I like the magazines. <laughs> As they peer through the hole. The Can I just say I love how Tom King makes all his men very, very just accepting to whatever, <laughs> whatever that woman asks me. Like, well, he does make the even, women the talkers. Yeah, yeah, he does. And, you know, they go through the, you know, the women thing, the details, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. The guys are like, I like magazines, which is not really what they were talking mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. So, they... Apparently, see, apparently, mm-hmm. okay, I'll get, I'll tell you at the end. No, I, I don't want to spoil it. I'll tell you at the end. Okay. 
So they're looking at a hallway that has obviously lasers for security. And he and she, he goes, oh, she says, okay. So the kitchen is smaller. What? We extend the living room wall in there. I guess that was Scott. She goes, no, the bedroom wall in the back from the closet. And so there's a warning. Warning, you are not allowed here. Warning, lasers will now obliterate you. Okay, so (laughs) somebody gets obliterated, and Scott's still looking, and he says, okay, but then what about the closet? Sparta, you don't even use it. It's all my stuff. Scott, but if your stuff isn't there, then it'll be on top of my stuff. Sparta, no, (laughs) because I put my stuff away. Your stuff is the stuff on the floor. So they're crawling through the hole. <laughs> and Scott's making a run through the lasers. And he says, so that's just you admitting you're coming into my closet. And Barta says, I'm only, I'm going to get rid of things. I don't need half of everything I have. Just because, and so Scott says, just because you don't need it doesn't mean you have to get rid of it. You might want it, Barta. The way we grew up, Scott, with Granny and X pit, Scott goes, I know, Barta. I get things because I never had them. But is that a good reason to get them? Scott, I'm just saying, if you want them, we'll find a way. So he's trying to be <laughs> supportive. And he's using mirrors to... to uh, move the lasers so they don't attack Barda. She goes, I don't want them. Okay. So they're crawling through a hole and Scott's following her and he says, okay, whatever you want. (laughs) (laughs) And so they're crawling through like, you know, like if they were crawling through an air vent or something. And she goes, we still have all that stuff from Oberon in the training room. And Scott's like, yeah. How many cigar boxes do we have? Morning, you are not allowed here. <laughs> Scott, I tried to count, Barta. And it's not like we can do anything with them. Most of them have very naked people on them. Well, pretty much all of them. Morning, acid gas will now melt mm-hmm. you. So we get rid of those and make some room, says Scott. Morning. No, honey, he loved them. What's that about? No, no, the first one was Bada. She said, well, get rid of the cigar boxes. Make right. some room. Oh, yeah. Just, I tried to count. Blah, blah, blah. And it's not like we can do anything with them. Okay, and then she's pretty much. And then she says, so we get rid of those and make some room. Oh, that's right, because Scott's following her. And he goes, no, yep. honey, he loved them. Barda, yeah, but he's dead. What do you love when you're dead? Yeah, this well, is Oberon who, who who helped them escape um, apocalypse. Apocalypse. Yeah. yeah. So this is warning. You are not allowed here. Warning. Tide dragon will now consume you. So Barda yeah. goes into oh, the water first. Dragon. And there's this giant monster with a big old mouth in there, and so they're battling. Yeah. Tide dragon it. is sushi. Tide yeah. dragon is sushi. <laughs> and so they're messing with it, and there's blood, because, you know, they're attacking it. So then we got two guards by a portal, and one says, so if we're the fourth world, where were the first three? 
And the other one says, it doesn't work like that. If there's a fourth, then there's a first. What? <laughs> Do you know anything about theology? Dude, I'm a god. I am theology. <laughs> huh? Oh, so then the portal, which is where the tide I think dragon it's more is. Like a, I think it's more like a glass. Yeah. Uh, that like, was holding the, yeah, water, holding the water in. Yeah. And it starts to crack. And, and the guy goes, huh? And, of course, the water comes crashing in. And Sparta says, oh, they're on the floor, wrapped in their capes. And she goes, so if we get rid of that stuff and put our stuff there, we don't need the closet. <laughs> Scott, it wasn't my closet not to need. She goes, I know, but you were the one complaining. And so now they're standing and they're looking at each other. The guards are over there looking at, like, what the hell's going on? And Scott goes, I wasn't complaining. And so the one guard goes, Mr. Miracle, beg Barda, kneel and die. She says, I didn't say you were. Guy says, you just said I was. And she says, that's not how I meant it. So they look at the guard. She goes, so uh, there's, a, there's yeah. a guard on top of Scott. And he goes, wait, yeah. you were the one complaining. Doesn't mean I was the one complaining. Barda, Scott, I'm trying to do something here. Well, she's <laughs> so she's she's engaging the other guard, and she says, "Can you just for one second listen to me? It's for us, okay?" Meanwhile, she zaps the guard. Mm-hmm. Scott, who's taking on the other guard, says, "Oh yeah, okay. No, yeah, okay. I'm not trying to fight. He's fighting the guard, right?" And so then he's leaping into the air as he cracks the guard, and he goes, the closet's gone, stuff moved, there's a whole new thing there, I get it. And so the guard goes, ah! And Barnum's <laughs> like, then the closet becomes a room with a part from the kitchen, and we make that a bathroom. And Scott goes, don't we already have a bathroom? And the other guard's leaping into the air, ah! And the other guard's going, ah! And his bar goes, and now we'll have two, bathroom off the bedroom, bathroom off the living room. Then I want to cut the living room in half. Scott, who's engaging one of the guards, says, but I like the living room. Ah! <laughs> uh, it'll be the same. Everything that's there can be put in half the space. That couch and the TV and everything. Scott, like a second ago, we were talking about things in a closet. Now... Half the living room's gone? I think it'll be better smaller. It could be cozy. Ah! Scott, it's cozy now? I know, but it'll be fine. Making things smaller doesn't always make them better. My room in the X-Pit, I lived in a three-by-three box. Oh! That was cozy. (laughs) It wasn't good. I get it, but the opposite is true, too. You can overreact to your childhood, like me with the clothes and things. You grew up in a box. You want to escape the box. But if you're escaping the box, then you're still in the box. Ah! You're not in the box, Scott. You've got nothing to escape. You can handle a smaller living room. She sticks a sword through the guy's head. Did. Scott, 
Yeah, okay, obviously. I'm not in a box, but I don't see it that way. But stuff that happens to you when you're a kid, all that bad stuff, it's a warning. Rejecting it or not wanting it or whatever, that's not the same as being captured by it. It's not right. It's not right. I didn't like not having space, so I learned like having space. So I learned I like having space. That's just heeding the warning. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, they've pulled out the guts of the, the fish and they're using it as a rope. <laughs> right. Come on, Scott, really? Warnings are just people telling you what to do. You make your own life. Scott, do you? Warning, you are not allowed to be here. <laughs> so they're on a, a ledge and... Hamburg goes, I do. Warning, nothing can cross the forever void. Okay. <laughs> Scott is type, uh, type rope walking while Barda is doing handover on this rope that they've... Monkey bot thing. Yeah. yeah. Scott, why aren't you affected by it? Why don't you... It haunts me. Why doesn't it haunt you? What did Granny say every time, every horror? How did she... What did she say, Scott? I love you. She said she loved me. And you believed her? My God, who is God? My father, who is God, had just given me away to the devil. What did I know about believing? You did. You thought it was all love because of your father, who is God, because he showed you to expect love. I was always in the pit. There was no God or Father. I didn't expect anything. Granny's words were more noises among the screams. You don't believe noise. So Scott's still walking. Barter's still doing hand over hand. Um, and <laughs> so finally, Scott says, so half a living room? Barter, it'll work. So they're on the other side, and they're in a room somewhere and scott says then okay what's the other half warning you are not allowed here they got the strangest <laughs> warning barda i want a bedroom there warning the room will now shrink and crush you well, nice <laughs> meanwhile barda is doing leg exercises because you know her legs must have got cramped at some point and scott's looking around and gets another bedroom this is the great plan and barda goes we need another bedroom Scott, we have the blow-up mattress in the lab for guests. And so, meanwhile, the room is starting to come down, and Bart is supporting the ceiling as Scott seems yep, to her on the side. That's what, should, that's what I should have doing leg exercises. Yeah. Because you need to do one hell of a mighty squat. <laughs> yeah. And so Scott says, I know, I know, we had Betty over, and she went to get water that one time and got stabbed. <laughs> And so, meantime, Barda's got the the ceiling on her shoulders, and Scott's like, but that won't happen again. I put a sign on the Stabatron. Bart, <laughs> did you? I'm going to put a sign on the Stabatron. <laughs> so, Barda's lifting the ceiling. She says, it's coming down. Yeah. Scott's she says, this open would... this door. Yeah. And, and Scott's now squatting, trying to get a door open. And she says, this would be our bedroom, the new one. Scott turns and looks up at her and says, 
but we're so we're in the living room and so then he he's going out the door and he says who's in the new room and Bart is crawling through the the, the same door as the as the ceiling starts to close in and she goes next to the bathroom Moon. and so I don't know who that is he says kneel and submit to death and uh, this is um, oh, what's this guy's name? Not Orion. Oh, uh, a fire something, something light. Yeah, I can't. yeah, yeah. Lights, lights, light ray, light ray, light ray. I think. And so, Barty says it'll be nice. <laughs> Scott's in <laughs> defensive mode. He says, "Wait, wait, who's in the new bedroom?" And says. Barta starts to make her move towards Light Ray, and she's, I promise. And so she engages him, and, and of course, you know, he gets, she's pulling on something to, you know, get him to, you know, in a some kind of stance. And she's struggling, and um, Scott tackles him and says, Gah. And Light Ray, you know, zaps Scott, and she goes, and both laying on the floor, and Barta said to Scott, so, I'm pregnant. <laughs> In the meantime, she deflects a, a light ray, and then she, goes, <laughs> she jumps up and she goes, ah! And she's going after light ray, and she's deflecting more light rays, and she pop, pops him one and goes, pow, knocks him out. And Scott comes up behind her and grabs her from behind and goes, I love you! She goes, I I believe you, Scott Free. What do I? So now they're staring at this door. They've they've come to this place to do something. And he says, "What do I do?" And so then, warning: you are not allowed here. Orion will now kill you. Okay. Okay, he, computer. Okay. <laughs> he's your brother. Talk to him. He's not my brother, and he doesn't talk. Try, Scott. And if you try sincerely, and he still won't talk, you know, cut his mood off. Cut so, his effing dick off. That's what she says. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And so he walks towards the door, and he turns and smiles at Barda and says, Hey, I'll get rid of the cigar boxes when we get back. And she, she gives him a grin. She says, Sounds good. And he goes through the door, and that's the end. So he has to talk to his brother Orion because Orion wants him dead. Is that right? I can't remember. Uh, I think they're trying to get to dark side, but that's, that's not the end. There's more. Oh, well, there's, there's an two ad. More two more pages. There is? Yeah. Oh, I don't have they walk through. They walk through and um, Orion's in a pool of blood. And Scott says, Orion, no, no, Orion, oh, Orion. And he's like blood everywhere. What? What did you do? What did you do? Then we see Darkseid. And Darkseid Dark says, Darkseid does not do. And then there's Darkseid is. And then there's a boom. And we have narrative boxes. Um, that say, what kind of world is it 
that spawns the god of evil and lesser beings with horrible hang-ups. You've seen some of its nasty products. Now come along with Scott Free and Bada and take a fearful glimpse of the apocalypse trap. And then Bada comes in and she says, Scott, I heard a boo. Scott! I was, what happened? And then Scott says, I saw it, Bada. I wasn't looking, but there it was. I saw the face of God. Ooh. Mm. Now, this is the exact same line that the reverse flash said when he got, yeah. So I think this is where Scott, uh, where Tom King was talking about his, uh, the crisis, you know, isn't going to happen. It's already here. Yeah, yeah. Wow. You didn't do this to pages? I'm not pages here. What's up with that? Good. You got lost two pages. Oh, no. But, yeah. Uh, I love this issue. It was awesome. I love this issue. I bought it because uh, I loved it so much. I have to get um thingy. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a really good issue. Uh, I mean, you know, we aren't guts and, and cutting up and maiming sorts of people. But there's all that happening in the background. Right. And it's it's okay because it's, it's not, you know, the main focus or the main story. And I'm thinking along the way of this, this thing. I'm like, dude, what, what is going on with Bada? Why is she extending? What's going on? And then I had, like, an inkling because she's, like, talking about, you know, getting rid of stuff. We don't need this stuff and that sort of thing. And that's sort of what you say when a baby is coming along. Right. And, you know, you clear up stuff. You're, like... She's nesting. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, because we just recently went through that because I got a nephew. And... So we were like, we don't need this. Okay, I'll clear out the drawer. We can put these clothes here, you know, that sort of thing. Your toys will go here. Um, and I'm like, hmm, is she pregnant? Is is that what's happening? <laughs> I just had the, I just had the biggest smile on my face when Scott comes up because he's smaller than her, and when he comes up behind her and holds her like by her belly, and he's like, I love you, you know. And, uh, yeah, it's the biggest smile. Uh, what I didn't want to spoil for you was Tom King said this is how his wife broke it to him when they had their first ah, child. So cute. That's his, yeah, that's his little homage to his wife. He was like, he said he was the most confused person <laughs> in the world. Right. right. He's like, right. Because... Apparently, they had a small one-bedroom. He was in New York, right? Right. Trying to be like... He was the the CIA uh, guy and stuff. Right. And he said, you know, they they got the small one-bedroom apartment, and she's talking about, you know, let's knock this wall down, and we 
I don't need a big kitchen. You know, we we order out most of the time, right. that sort of thing. And he said he's so confused. And then when she finally, you know, she just gave up. And she said, this is what I want to do because of this. I'm pregnant. We couldn't need a room for the baby. Right. And he said he will never forget the the the, the joy that just crossed his mind when when that happened. So, mm-hmm. so this is his like homage to his wife. He always he said, writes... less, less, yeah, less blood and guts though. <laughs> but yeah, he's he's a genius as far as I'm concerned. I I mean, he's sitting here and watch. You know, and we were talking about, you know, characters. It's not about, okay, in the New 52, is battle, 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 battle. In this book, there's battle, but it's about the characters. It's about their lives. It's about their relationship. It's about, you know, they take care of business, but at the same time, they're just discussing very ordinary things. Yes, Scott's confused because Bart is like, I want to do this, and I want to do, you know, and, you know, that's the way married people talk, you know. And, you know, and he's like, you know, eventually he finally asks the question, why do we need another bedroom, you know, and, you know. And so finally she's like, she had to take care of business. She goes, so, Scott, I'm pregnant. And boom, 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 boom. I just thought it was perfect. So, and Tej is back. Where did she go? Tej, I'm hitting the button. I'm hitting the button, I swear. Come on. There she goes. Hello. 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 I didn't realize she had gone. I was wondering, what? Yeah, the thing cuts me out after four hours, I think. Oh, yeah, it's getting to be that time. Yeah. Yeah, so. Okay. Yay. Yeah, so. I, I like Mr. Miracle. I like, love Mr. Miracle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard you talking because I still had the other thing on to listen. Right. So, yeah, it, I completely agree with you about New 52. You know, it was battle with no soul. Right. And that's what we kept complaining about, is that if you're going to give us a battle, show us why they're fighting. Right. And you understand why they're fighting at the end of the story. Um, and you, you know, you get, you actually get characterization within the battle. And, right. you know, character growth and development and all that, that jazz. Um and yeah, it's just fun. I just, I love, I love, love, love how Tom King makes his guys so in love that they're just like, so you're saying I'm complaining, but it's not what you meant, <laughs> you know, like, okay, darling, <laughs> whatever you say. <laughs> whatever you want, honey, it's okay. 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 So, uh, I don't understand it, but it's Okay. <laughs> So, um, set a asset, um, put us on the trail of this um, lady who actually created the Matrix, and also Terminator. Hello. Uh, oh. She, we 
received four point over four point three billion with a B. Mm-hmm. Because they had stole her stuff. And apparently there's gonna be a Matrix four. So I They will... underpaid her. Yeah. Yeah. They underpaid her. Oh well, yeah. Terminator alone. They underpaid her. I kept that page. Um, there's several videos on YouTube, so um if you look just look up Sophia Stewart, S T E W A R T. Um there's some blog talk radios, there's some YouTubes and um her website is truthaboutmatrix.com. So yeah. Apparently she says she won over four point three billion dollars from the lawsuit against movie giants such as Wachowski's producer Joel Silver, Warner Brothers, Village Roadshow Entertainment. Okay. So yeah. Mm. Yeah. So um said asset was said just wanted you all to know that women are being placed in the background. And apparently they are they are a sci-fi writer, and I know what you all are talking about. And she said, good evening, ladies. Take care and keep exposing the hidden. Dun, dun, dun. Dum, 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 dum. So next week we get Superman 39, which is a continuation of the Super Sun story, and then Super... Super Sun mm-hmm. 12, which is the epilogue. Um, Trinity 17, although Trinity has not has lost its luster for me. Um, I don't know. I really like the New Year's one. Okay. The one with Lo- where Lois and Steve Trevor start dancing. Ah. Um, did you not read that one? I must not or have read that not? one. It's so good. It's a it's a low it's a New Year's special because it came out um that Wednesday uh, we, we had a the, new, we had a New Year's special or was it in Trinity? No, no, it's it's a Trinity, but it's a it's a New Year's issue. Let's put it that way. It it deals with the New Year, the ringing in of the New Year. But it's a regular numbered and, one. But it's just a regular numbered one. I think okay. it's eighteen or sixteen, one of those. 30, well, we're on 30, well, no, yeah, we are. Um, Justice League 37. No, no, Trinity, yeah, Trinity has a different numbering because it's once a month, yeah. Yeah, where is it? 17 is was what we're on now, so it must be 16? No, no, 17, it'll be 17. It is, it's 17 coming out this week. Oh, so that's in there now? That'll so that'll be sixteen. Then I told you it was either sixteen okay. or eighteen. I couldn't remember. You're trying to confuse me. I'm not trying to confuse. I you. said sixteen, and you said no, seventeen. I'm like, wait a minute. No, no, I'm like, I'm like the one with dead shot on the cover. There we go. Okay, <laughs> there you go. Uh, just like thirty-seven. It's a really, really good story. Really good story. Read it. Go read Trinity number sixteen. Yeah. Batman number 39 has Wonder Woman on the cover. Yay! I'm actually, I actually want to read that. I want to see how he's going to tell right. Diana. 
So yeah. Superman Super Sons deals with uh, Super Sons of Tomorrow, Storyline, um, Trinity, Justice League, and Batman tells Wonder Woman he's engaged to Catwoman. This will be yep. interesting. I, I don't know. I've lost my luster for Justice League. For who? Oh, Justice League, yeah. For Justice League, yeah. Hmm. Okay. So we will have a show next week, I think, won't we? Maybe. Yes, definitely. Yeah, okay. unless something happens. Right. You know, I have itchy ears. <laughs> <laughs> I'm frozen or something. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, oh. what happened to you? My dog needs to thaw me out and he left me out in the cold. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I doubt that. Yeah. <laughs> Amber opens the door for me. Okay, so we will be back. Thank you, Taj, for a great show. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Holly, for everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All the. No, you you seriously keep me sane sometimes. I need oh, something okay. to talk to about all this. So. Well, good. I'm glad. Yeah. yeah. I'm just like, oh like ev- it's like. Like every week, something new about Justice League comes up, and we're like, "Yeah, who am I going to talk to, Holly?" <laughs> By the way, Sophia Stewart is a woman of color. Oh, makes it all the more interesting. Yes. Yep, yep, yep. All the more interesting. I'll be reading up about this lady. Yeah, because you know me, I like Terminator. I like Matrix. Yep. Yep. So, yeah. She's on Twitter. Um, just had it. Where is it? Yeah. Um, all right. Where is it, Holly? Duh. Uh, at Sophia underscore Stewart. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask her, do you own any parts of Warner Brothers? If so, get rid of Kevin Suchihara. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they gave her stock or if they gave her cash. Yeah, she took stock options. She is she is a shareholder. I'm gonna tell you, you vote four to get point that man out. over four point. What, what did I tell you? Three point four billion. Four point four point three billion. Four point four point three billion. That's yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna watch the videos after we get off here to see what that's like. I'm going to sleep. All right. I'm going to sleep. Sweet dreams, kid. <laughs> Yes, sweet dreams to you too. And everybody, we'll see you next week, I think. Yes. Enjoy your comics. Bye-bye. Yep, enjoy comics. Bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.